Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? Sustain effort and violence. It could be a total goat rodeo. Cool, neat story. Was that supposed to be funny? This is why nobody else can get on the sug boat. You know what? We couldn't get on the sug boat anyway. It's a test. What's the point of kissing his ass if we can't get on the sug boat? It's a test. Y'all are haters and non-believers. Sug, sug. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hello and welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here with you. Shirley Rhodes is here. CJ Schaefer here. Chandler Honeycutt to my left coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1. In Washington, we're on 1250, 930, online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. I will be checking those feeds for questions and comments throughout today's program. And today is a Facebook Live day. We're going to bring back the raffle. So uh, Pirate Nation is down. I am down. Chandler's down. But we're going to lift the spirits of uh, at least one of our listeners and viewers today because we're going to bring it back for the second straight Wednesday. Here's all you have to do. Head over to Facebook. Find our Facebook live feed that we're on today, video. In the comment column, you type in a number between 1 and 100. That will be your number. And then in hour three, when Bryce Williams is here, we will pull up our random number generator and pull the number and if you are closest to the pin you will win a prize and surely that prize today is if i can turn my microphone on shrimp taco lunch from chico's shrimp taco lunch from chico's could be yours if your number is correct all right we just got- make sure that you have not won this month if you have already won this month, you are not eligible. You are not eligible to win. Uh, CJ, could you do me a favor and grab one of those uh, sheets of paper in that box over there uh, so I can start jotting down these numbers? We've already got Steve in with 77. Jonathan has 46. Kevin Johnson has 69. And Josh Thomas with 37. So uh, if you will share this feed type in your number you are eligible to win our shrimp taco prize coming up in hour number three of today's program jonathan says the prize is you get to be the panthers offensive coordinator next season <laughs> perfect perfect was that perfect. a was that a pun not really it wasn't intended to be but uh cj well yeah should have gone through that door but hey either one works thank you man i appreciate it good job cj all right so i will uh keep a tally of the numbers surely if you could help me with that uh i would really really appreciate it and uh get your numbers in now once again just hop in the facebook live feed that we're on today share the video feed jot down a number and that number will be yours when we have our drawing coming up in our number three all right coming up on today's show We've got the voice Jeff Charles. He was there on the call. He was there like 
four people over from us last night came over and said hey came over jeff charles we i forgot term, about this should we use the term that he said can we say it on the radio i guess i mean we might have to believe this uh jeff charles before the game last night walked over to chandler and i on the uh courtside nosebleeds row two of courtside and said <laughs> i want to get his exact quote right i guess i'll paraphrase it he came over very perplexed <laughs> He, said, like he looked confused. He said, who in the heck let you two jabronis down here? Jabronis. <laughs> Jeff Charles called us jabronis to our face. And you know what we did? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We you ca- took it. We cowered down. And I was more in shock that he called us jabronis. I mean... We'll talk to that jabroni today. That, ooh. You calling Jeff Charles a jabroni? He called wow. us that. Why can't we call him that? Chandler, be honest. Ten years ago, a young Chandler Honeycutt. If I'd have told you that ten years from now Jeff Charles is going to call you a jabroni on the second row at Menji's Coliseum, you would have that a major year. I mean, and sitting beside Clip Rock on the court side. Does life get any I knew, better? I knew of you ten years ago when I was a young pup. Does life get any again? better than that? Not really. <laughs> uh, so we were uh, two of the many jabronis in Menji's. Was that a night. term used by the Rock? Yes. yes, it was. All right, I thought so. I, I want to say, not only did he make it famous, he, he may have. I don't know if he created it. He certainly brought it in the mainstream. I never heard the term jabroni before The Rock. CJ, your thoughts? Well, whether he made it famous or whether he created it or not, it sure is famous because of him. I'd have to say. While we're talking uh, wrestling terms and things, I would like to let you young guys know because I had to. Uh, Oh, Steve Hill says that Iron Sheik coined the phrase. That would explain why he still tweets. Now, I know he uses it often, Uh early and often these days. Uh, Interesting. Uh, But The Rock definitely brought it to the mainstream. I've had a conversation with um, about this before with a younger wrestling fan. Uh, DX did not invent the crotch chop. That was, at least in American wrestling, the NWO was the first to use the crotch chop. Okay. And I'm I'm looking at you, CJ, because you're a young wrestling fan. I think that might be a misnomer among young wrestling fans. Well, I think uh, another thing that I think, you know, WWE likes, you know, making revisionist history. History is written by the winners, you know. Mm -hmm. So they talk a lot about how important DX was to, like, taking over the ratings and WCW and all that. And as far as I know, that doesn't seem to be – it doesn't seem to be as serious as they make it out to be. More so, you know, like Stone Cold, uh, The Rock, even Triple H when he went off on his own. More of those guys rather than DX. Yeah, it's. Uh, and by the way, we're going to try to go all three hours without talking about the basketball game last night. Okay. That is <laughs> what per- basketball game? That is perfectly fine with me. Seven, min- seven minutes in, we're doing a pretty good job of it right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, we got to get to it. Um, yeah, coming up, Jeff Charles called us jabronis last night and then called the collapse in Minji's Coliseum. Uh, we will talk to him coming up at 4 o'clock. We will switch gears, talk to DJ Ford. DJ took part in the Hula Bowl on Saturday. We'll talk about his very brief but productive time at East Carolina and what is next for him. So DJ Ford, former Pirate Safety, joins us at 4 o'clock. My co-host on the U.S. Sailor Fifth Quarter Call-In Show, Billy Weaver, joins us in the 4 o'clock hour. He was there last night. 
we'll uh, talk about that and nfl playoffs and bryce williams joins us coming up in the five o'clock hour we'll go pirate radio outdoors we'll talk nfl playoffs and we'll have our raffle winner coming up in the five o'clock hour former pirate great Corey scott is in with the number 33 scott has 12 john has 39 37 for josh 69 for kevin 46 for jonathan fields and steve hill has 77 if you want to jump in all you have to do share our video feed for today's show on facebook live and type in your number if you are closest to the pin you will win a uh, shrimp taco lunch to chico's all right let's see what uh people are saying robert matthews says skipper steve hill says captain clipper josh says tough loss last night Sugboat will be back sailing the high seas soon enough go damn pirates man Shirley, i guess do we need to get to it well let's hit the hit the sug boat hit the sug sug hit the song i mean brandon suggs was playing a great game sug, sug. that's what really hurts is uh he was uh playing a great game and then goes out with an injury and things changed that seemed to be the turning point right I, it I mean, did there was two turning points in the game last night there was that and there was when the guy walker freaked out on his own yeah, team yeah. on the sidelines and they sat him down for a couple minutes now usually when a player is and i was told by somebody on the first row they had a much better vantage point than i did on the second row last night <laughs> it's like a world of difference said that he was good like him and an assistant coach got into it that's what i heard as well i i didn't i didn't look until i saw uh well i heard a chair the, yeah yeah, I heard a little like clank, and then I heard a bunch of students start going crazy. And, and then Captain Chris Sutton was standing there, arms folded with his foot on a chair, mm-hmm. looking like the chairman Laparka over there, <laughs> to use a wrestling term. Um, usually when a, a guy's going after his assistant coach and his teammates, that does not equate a comeback victory. No. Right. That equate, that's usually a complete, total meltdown. Somehow as, it lit as, a fire. Yeah. As that was happening, I was like, this is perfect. The Pirates were yeah. whooping ass. I mean, they've we've got them in a tizzy on their own sideline. I saw people on Twitter, like UCF Twitter, saying Johnny Dawkins has lost the team. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I know. Right, we're in a good position here. We're up. 15 to 20 points hey i mean they're over there fighting with their own coaches who knew perfect that's what you needed to galvanize a team antonio brown running off without a shirt is going to lead to a buck super bowl run this guy fighting his assistant coach is going to lead to ucf turning their whole season around if we're east carolina right now do we want brandon johnson squaring up against antoine jackson next game hey why not? <laughs> but now I don't know if it, I don't think Brandon Johnson would be the guy because when we had Antoine Jackson on, he had a lot of praise for he had a lot of praise. Oh yeah, that was funny last night. Brandon Johnson. We uh, were having the time of our lives. Brandon Johnson was scoring. He was taunting. I'm surprised he didn't get a technical. He kept scoring he did it two on the times guy in a row. and pointing at him, what running down the court, yep. and me and Chandler pointing. Every time he make a basket, me and Cliff were like pointing at Brandon Johnson, looking like a. <laughs> hog in mud or whatever many, the term is how many minutes did brandon johnson play last night because it didn't seem like it was enough johnson had 16 minutes thank you hmm. I, I think it should have been more how many points did he have he had 10, 10. or 12 yeah 10 at the half hmm. and he finished with 10 point. points eight rebounds in 16 minutes yeah yeah wow 
i didn't even uh, think of that cj good good observation ah boy it was man leaving that arena last night one of the more it was brutal sickening feelings i tell you what it was a complete turnaround obviously from saturday yeah leaving the stadium well we're trying to figure out is ecu a first half team or a second half it's been mixed we still don't know it's been mixed all season long not to toot my own sug boat but sug sug yesterday on the show i said ecu first half and i also said ucf wins the game you did say that i did say those you two did games. i did because i remember at halftime thinking this idiot took ucf i did take ucf i also suggested everyone take ecu first half so hopefully you are a double winner in tonight and last night's major loss I, I still say i would rather lose by 50 than lose the like way that. they lost last night yeah ab- absolutely i mean that to have it right there I, you had it i don't know about pinned in maybe pinned but definitely penciled in the oh, w absolutely. two straight wins at home pencil it in and the pencil didn't have an eraser and the eraser we did have we threw it away how about that and yeah. not only does it hurt because we gave up a 20 point lead but it's also it was a chance for the pirates to win a game not just win but we were up 20 uh in the first half in the second half and i have a chance to win back-to-back games against two uh pretty good teams here in this league and prove the haters wrong that ecu basketball can be consistent and can you know win consistently prove the haters wrong rohan says ecu basketball not a first half team not a second half team we're a one half team who knows which half we're going to show up we're just a half yeah frustrating man that i mean now we know how memphis felt the other night but sitting there watching that i thought about it like to be there witnessing every single millisecond of the collapse is excruciating i can't imagine and to use an ecu historical moment for it like if you were at the bowl game against marshall and you had that huge lead and they come back but i thought about the falcons blowing it to the patriots in the super bowl being in that building this is worse than that and watching your team um lose a super bowl that you're up 27 to 3 with 27 28 to 3 is that what it was yeah and to just sit and and you kind of i never thought that that ucf was going to win the game and then perry I got to give that dude a lot of credit, that Perry guy. He kept his mannerisms the same the entire game. Mm-hmm. And I thought when they were down by 15 and he was acting the way he was, he didn't care. But turns out he is just cool, calm, collected, and had the exact same temperament the entire game, including when he hit the game-tying three at the right. end of regulation. Right. Uh, credit to him. Credit to UCF. But damn! I think a lot of the a lot of the problem which i think we already touched on uh brandon suggs went out and everything just kind of went south from there not just the loss of brandon suggs it seemed to hurt the offense a lot um not just because they were putting pressure on us with the full court press uh we couldn't figure it out and we got across half court with 20 seconds to go passing the ball around the perimeter until you get to what six seven seconds and somebody like Tristan or Tremont, they're uh, running around trying to play ISO ball, and you can't win a game like that. You can't, you can't go ten plus minutes in the second half, up fifteen, trying to just run out the clock. That's not how that works. Yeah, no, Darius Johnson, number zero for UCF last night. He he got hot. He was four from six from the three point uh, from three point land. Right. 
I think maybe all four of those three pointers came in the second half. I remember he would just yes. kind of pull up and just you know knock it down. Mayan hit a lot of late ones too. Yeah. So and they got hot and they got hot at the right time. And before you know it, they tied the ball game up. We're going to overtime, and uh, never really had. I didn't like our chances in overtime. And right. no, 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 oh, no. We had no momentum heading in though the overtime yeah i already kind of felt the loss as soon as the clock hit zero in regulation a lot of uh a lot of offensive boards we gave up down the stretch too leads me to wonder where was brandon johnson where was luigi devoe who finished with the highest plus minus of the game last night plus 17 they outscored us on the boards um offensively they had 10 we had seven yep so shirley let's hear uh dooley's opening comments after the meltdown in Minji's. Uh, really disappointing. I mean, that's that's about the summation of what you could say. And I got to give you know Central for great credit for coming back and uh, being a little bit resilient. And uh, you know we've we've got a coaching better to finish out games and to get a lead on how to make sure you get some stops and make sure that we, we value possessions. We, we turned it over way too much. We hadn't done that much this year. And uh, you know, that's a that's a hard one to swallow. That it is. And again, you're about to go, uh, hey, we don't have to say we're undefeated at home anymore if you think that was a jinx, Chandler. No more jinxing. Yet. I really thought I, I looked like an idiot in the first half, the way the Pirates came out. And credit to the crowd. I mean, and Great crowd. Credit to uh, Zach and the Minji's Maniacs crew. Did a great job. Yeah. Uh, lower bowl was filled again. And man, I think the like rowdiest it was is when, uh, was it Davis? Who was the guy for UCF? with the antics on the walker side. yeah, yeah CJ walker. they were giving him just absolute hell yeah. and i just thought the all the momentum was on our side at that point and yep. i mean for that to be one of the turning points or you could point out it as one of the turning points i can't believe he came back in the game and he did and he played pretty well he missed yep. some free throws other which we that, were doing hack a walker yeah, at that point yeah other than that it's pretty surprisingly uh stayed pretty steady offensively Man, Pirates uh, lose it last night. Uh, let's go cut three, Shirley. Did Brandon Suggs' injury take some of the energy, some of the air uh, out of the team? Uh, it did, but I mean, we, we, you know, when you're up 66-50 and you, you know, nine, nine and a half minutes left, you've got to be able to to, to uh, sustain that. I mean, it, it, you know, RJ had a good game, and we plugged him there. Now, I, we were a little short on the perimeter, but that's that's part of it. we got to guard. You can't go up that many points in the second half in your building. How about oh go ahead CJ? Uh, I was gonna say the weird thing is he uh, he said they struggled guarding the perimeter, which is which is true. They hit a lot of threes coming down the stretch, but uh, to some degree, what are you supposed to do when they pull up from what, 27, 28, 29 feet and they're just hitting it? I mean, yeah. at some point you catch a hot streak and there's not too much you can do but watch. Joe Dooley cut two. Shirley was UCF red hot from three, or did ECU guard it poorly? Uh, here's what he said about the threes. You know, they were two for 20 against South Florida the other day. And, you know, statistically, you know, statistically, you're, you know, you're playing the numbers. And I, I, I didn't think we did a great job of contesting, but they also hit a couple. You know, Johnson hit a couple from real deep range. Uh, you know, Mahan statistically is a great shooter, but I think a lot of it's attributed. They sold the ball run through the basket. Our defensive closeouts weren't like they need, so I think it was a combination of both probably. Yeah, even early in the game, UCF was taking threes that were like – a high degree of difficulty. Yeah, and the way they shoot is even strange. Like it's a very quick release, and it doesn't. It's not. 
super true uh, form, you know, Ray Allen. And a lot or of anything. them did that similarly too. It wasn't just one or two. Guys. I know. Yeah. It was like they were taught to. It was the quick, have a quick trigger. At, yeah. I don't know. It, 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 they had the uh, like formation where they they throw it up and kind of just start jogging back yeah, like yeah. they got it. I saw a lot of that last night, and yeah. it would just and they were missing early, and oh, then yeah. late, everything was dropping, and that they had a lot of open ones, and like CJ said, they had some that they just took way beyond the three point line. If you stretch your defense out that far, you're going to give up layups. Right. So, <sighs> can that be it? Well, I mean, we got Jeff Charles, Billy Weaver, a lot more of it coming up. What else do you want to talk about? That's a good question. Bills, Chiefs? Carolina Panthers offensive coordinator search. All right. Uh, Chandler, you want Pep Hamilton. Uh, how's that going? Yeah, not good. Declined the offer yesterday. Wait, you have a guy. The, not the offer, but the offer to interview. He doesn't even want to interview with us. Oh, no. He doesn't even want to be uh, asked the job. What is he, like a West Coast guy or something from California? Yeah. No, he's from Char- He's from the Charlotte area. <laughs> I know. That makes it even funnier. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's what, but what does that tell you though i don't i mean if you want to see you're on this thing right now and maybe you're right where everything is matt rule sucks so if you want to look at it that way it's that i don't want to be a part of this fading franchise well maybe it means i don't want to coach these quarterbacks they have and this whole situation i think it would be a lot of fun to be the offensive coordinator with christian mccaffrey on your side yeah i absolutely but I mean, it's just we're scraping the bottom of the barrel with these guys. We, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Scotty Montgomery being a part of this list. <laughs> I, uh, I have a. What did I tell you yesterday? I think I said it off the air, right? What that I have a uh, unpopular opinion that I don't think McAdoo or Gruden would be bad hires as offensive coordinators. I like Jake Gruden. We had some cool plays with Washington. We. We ran the screenplay better than anybody in the NFL. And just as a head coach, I was not a huge fan of Jay Gruden. And I think a lot of people would say the same about Ben McAdoo. At See, I just I know Ben McAdoo is the head coach of the Giants. I, I don't really remember him as an offensive coordinator. I, I'd have to go back and look at some of the production he had as the offensive coordinator for the Giants. I know that I guess it was the year that we went to the Super Bowl and we went to New York and played the Giants, and that was the game that – uh, Josh Norman and Odell Beckham Jr. kind of went at it the whole game. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had a pretty good year that year uh, offensively when it comes to production because uh, I do think Coughlin was still there as the head coach. Um, but, yeah, I'd have to go back and see. But, I mean, you seem to think and, – and, and you would know because both – well, Jay Gruden was a part of your uh, Washington football team, Redskins at the time, and Ben McAdoo was in, in the division with the Giants. So, uh that coming from you i'd have to take a look and maybe consider but i mean who really knows i mean they're both recycled guys or do you want to bring in a first timer you know it's it's a crapshoot man i'd I'd much rather have some experience yeah i think so too so uh susan says hashtag fire matt rule one thing i i am a little i feel bad for you panthers fans this is going to be a whole nother off season of this and a whole nother season of this like you guys Matt Rule can do no right in your eyes, and he's still there. And we're just, it's just rinse and repeat every day. Fire Matt Rule. Yeah. I mean, get him out of there. And my prediction is looking into the future, looking into the crystal ball, is that halfway through the season, we'll we'll do exactly what we did a few years ago with Ron Rivera. He's out. We'll have to go to the interim. 
uh, route, whoever that may be. I don't even know who on the staff would would step up. I guess maybe Phil Snow. I don't know. Um, but I, I could see that happening again and having to start a search for a head coach uh, in the middle of the season you know, with no hopes of a playoff berth or anything like that. So, How about Luke Fickle? Um, no. Okay. You don't. I'm, I'm not going to college route again. I mean, I don't want to. It's all up to Scott Fitter, Dave Tepper, who doesn't even want to show his face right now. This guy doesn't even want to. He's got a soccer team about to debut, and he doesn't even want to want to go up to a podium to talk about the soccer team that he owns. You know what sucks? Everybody, like all the Panthers fans, are not going to get on board with the soccer team because the Panthers are bad. They're going to take it out on the soccer team. Yeah, we don't want to support that soccer team. I think it's cool. Well, why not? Have an MLS team in North Carolina. Because the Panthers suck. <laughs> but that's, that has nothing to do with it. I don't care. Uh, how about Nick Saban? Nah, man. He's already had his chance. <laughs> he's already had his chance. 15 and 17 with the Dolphins. He's got a great thing going, obviously, with the Crimson Tide down in Alabama. He's got a pretty good thing going. Yeah, so, nah. I'm good. All right. Chance, I, I like this. You're... You're setting your ways. You don't want a college guy. I just offered you the best college coach in the history of football, and you said no. You want to go the uh, the NFL route with your next hire. Would you consider Urban Meyer one of the greatest head coaches of college football history? One of the, if you made a one list, of, one he'd of probably the. be up there. Yeah, not, not, not the, one of the. Yeah. Yeah, nah. How about Jim Harbaugh? Oh, hell yeah. Because he has had success. Took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's different. He's a, He's got head coaching experience in the National Football League. He's done pretty good at Michigan. I can't believe we blew a 20-point lead last night. I know. I'm trying to disguise it with other topics you and can. stuff. You can. It's just a big day of depression. Yeah. And you know what? We're we're in it together. So This looms large. Live it with us, folks. Uh, hey, but I tell you what, you did say, and I agree with you, I'd rather lose by 50 points and get our ass whooped. Our ass whooped. Than have a game that you lo- penciled in as a W. Exactly. But you got to look at the potential there was in the first half, the way the Pirates were producing points, getting buckets, making rebounds. Making rebounds. Uh, making rebounds. Getting rebounds. Getting Shooting all- rebounds. Scoring rebounds. Shooting assists. So, I mean, the potential's there. And RJ, Hey, we know basketball. And R.J. Felton just plays with fire, doesn't he? He just gets very low. RJ Felton, every time he gets the ball, if you are like seven foot tall, you won't be able to see him because yep. dude gets low. I love RJ Felton. He had two opportunities, I thought, Chandler last night to get breakaways. That's all I really go to Minji's for is to see a RJ Felton breakaway just to see what he pulls out of his bag of tricks. Mini Russell Westbrook, basically. Good grief, man. I just want to see him get loose one time. Uh, I love the physicality of Alonzo Frank mm-hmm. sitting court, sitting almost courtside. Almost. He's he's a big dude. He's a bully. He is. He and is uh, we got a dude. good look at his uh, sleeve. Arm sleeve. Nice tat sleeve. Yeah. Ah, oh, we had so much fun until we didn't, Chandler. Thank you for taking me to the game. Yeah, I no problem, buddy. It. I'm sure I'll be offered again. Would you be down to go? No, no. I can't sit there again. We saw what happened. I'm back in... Uh, that was a lot of fun, though, Clip Brock. That, the first I know, it'll take was, somebody else. I know, I know. <laughs> but I, I'm, what I'm saying is the first half was just so much fun. Maybe I'll go High for the first fives. half. Yeah. And, you know, we were planning on doing our three-point celebration. Oh, man. And that's when everything went to 
absolute hell. When we started pre-planning our celebrations. Hey, whenever we hit a three, I want you to run down there and we're going to meet. And ECU do- basketball had a bit. First of all, ECU uh, Twitter is Shout using out. the Sug boat now. Shout out. Hashtag influencers. Um <laughs> They had a video of Brandon Johnson's dunk and he points and he's running down the court and you see us pointing. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> we were into it. We man. were having a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Well, there was no reason not to be into it. It yeah. was great. So anyway, let's take a break. We'll come back. Jeff Charles. Thank God. Us. Uh Jeff Charles will talk we about a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Well, there was no reason not to be into it. Yeah. yeah. We sound good. We do sound sound good. Got to give us credit. We sound pretty good. So you're going to talk to that jabroni (laughs) after the break? (laughs) New feud. Chandler v. Charles. Honeycutt v. Charles. Nah, don't don't get that twisted. I love me some Jeff Charles. Cool word. Twisted there. Sean Michaels love Marty Gennetti, too. I'm hip. (laughs) Hello, fellow kids. Cool. Neat story. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be a part of our Pirate Radio raffle, get in right now. Head over to Facebook Live where we're our video is on today. Share it and type in a number between 1 and 100, and we'll have a drawing coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. You can win a free shrimp taco lunch to Chico's. Steve, Jonathan F., Kevin, Josh, John, Scott, and Corey are already in. Type in your number now. You could be a winner in hour number three. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone at uh, AJ's every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Rock on Wednesday nights. AJ's have live, uh, has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, I got the questions ready to go for tonight. We're going to soldier through, have a fun night, watch some hoops at AJ McMurphy's tonight. Maybe some hockey. What else is on? Uh, Hornets, well, the Hornets, pl- Hornets, Hornets. I was going to say, the EC women play Let's tonight. See. Let's see. Let's see. All right. When, what time do the women play? Tip off is at 6. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Hornets they, on ESPN tonight. No, that's not good. God. Can they get over the hump, though, Clip Brock? No. No. But we'll have fun playing sports that's, trivia. That's one way to cheer me up. I got some good questions coming up tonight. Great. Are you sure? Some Let's see. Preguntas Bueno coming up tonight at eight o'clock oh wow so uh get ready for it we'll have fun by the way i'm, I'm getting over this ecu basketball loss uh if people could stop sending me the picture of matt lafleur kyle shanahan and sean mcveigh in their washington <laughs> shirts i've got that via twitter and text today i'm well aware that they all were on the redskins staff uh years ago and do not need to see that so stop sending it to me stop it Thank you. Stop. Steven Igo, a habitual non-Brandon Suggs believer, sent me a text that said, when is the last time 
entire nation was this depressed after a hoops loss this might top the list yep well if we could flip it this way would you would you rather everybody just not care or would you rather them i'd rather everybody care yeah so at least we have that yeah at least we have a big group of people now who care about the team believe in the team people want to care people want to see a winner and uh, look listen last night was a fun tuesday night in greenville north carolina you can't deny that the ending and leaving that arena you felt like you're you lost your your dog but the previous two hours were a lot of fun so don't stop coming just because they lost last night let's keep having fun in Minji's. credit to again the the maniacs credit to um our brethren courtside they were uh, I, I like to see uh the the old folks getting into it the way they oh, were yeah. last night it was fun man we just just couldn't couldn't close the deal all right, let's uh, talk to somebody who was courtside last night who called us jabronis before the game. He is the voice, Jeff Charles, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Jeff, how you doing today? Clip, I'm doing great. It was a disappointing night last night, obviously, for the Pirates. You're up 20 points in the second half, and you have to find a way to win that one at home, and it just was not in the cards. And give UCF a lot of credit. I mean, they continued to hang around, and then they got red hot from the three-point line. You know what was so ironic about that, Clip, is in the previous game against USF, they were 2 of 20 from 3. Hmm. And then last night, they burned it up from 3, especially in the second half and also, of course, in the overtime period. So, yeah, it was a disappointing loss, but I'm still very optimistic. I still like this team a lot. Now, they've got this tough schedule, and you and I talked about that last week. January, brutal as far as the schedule is concerned, and now they've got to go to Houston. Then they have to turn right back around and go to Memphis, and then they have Cincinnati at home a week from Sunday. So the schedule makers in the AAC didn't do the Pirates any favors in this first month of conference play, but you got to play them as soon as they schedule them. you got to line up and you got to play, and the guys will come out and I know give a great effort uh, Saturday at Houston. Yeah, it was, uh, man, just a sickening feeling leaving Minji's Coliseum last night, Jeff. The Pirates had one where you kind of penciled in as a win, but you can never do that. And uh, East Carolina maybe won one they quote-unquote shouldn't have against Memphis coming back from 19. And then last night, they're on the other side up 20 and end up losing it to UCF. And uh, a great crowd last night, Jeff. And unfortunately, uh, myself and everyone else left home upset. That was that was a fun night in Minji's until uh, that final, uh, the, the overtime and the, the five minutes leading up to that. But Again, uh, I, I agree with you. Give UCF credit. It looked like they had a lot of opportunities to kind of shut it down, but uh, I was impressed with uh, a lot of their guys, including uh, Perry, and I didn't think he had a great night, but he finished with 19 points, four of six from three. But you had uh, some guys on their side, Jeff Walker in particular, who looked like they were starting to melt down. And I don't know, Perry uh, seems to have a calming influence on these guys uh, at that point guard position. And uh they, uh, I guess, like their coach, Johnny Dawkins, seemed pretty cool down the stretch. A lot like East Carolina, never looked like they were out of the game against Memphis. UCF kind of played that game as if they thought they were never out of it, no matter the score. I think so, too, Cliff. They weren't very good at all in the first half. And give ECU a lot of credit for that. And they uh, played very poorly at USF. I was really surprised when I saw that score from Tampa last Saturday. I don't know what happened to them. They got beat by 24 down there at the uh, Yingling Center and then came back and played a bad first half against the Pirates. But I'll tell you what, give them credit. 
they came on in the second half and they really started to make shots. And in today's world, when the three-point goal is just so much a part of college and, and pro basketball, these 20-point leads can melt down in a hurry. You get a couple of guys hot and they start knocking down threes and the next thing you know, you're in a dogfight. And that's what happened last night. You mentioned Darius Perry. He's one of the best point guards in the American. This is a kid that started 26 games at the University of Louisville his last year there. He was a starter. He was a key contributor. And they've got a bunch of guys like that clip on this team. Uh, Mahan, Brandon Mahan, who took over in the yeah. period. He's a transfer from Texas A&M. The big guy, Jong, inside, started three years at UNLV. Uh, he's a really good player, too, a shot blocker, and we can see how he dunks the basketball. We saw that last night. And so they've, they've got guys like that uh, on this roster, and uh, they've done a good job at the transfer portal, and they've done a good job of keeping guys as well. There were a couple of guys. Mahan is one of them. They thought he was going to transfer out at the end of the year. He decided to come back. Isaiah Adams, another contributor on that team that played last night, thought he was going to transfer, and then Johnny Dawkins uh, got him to come back and play. So it's a, it's a good team with, with good talent. We've seen that now down through the years. When we talk about the powerhouse teams in the American, it's always Houston, Memphis, and most years it's Cincinnati. And then UCF is kind of in that next level. But I'll tell you what, on a given night, they can line up and they can play with anybody in this league. And Johnny Dawkins is a good coach. And there's a reason, Cliff, they've beaten the Pirates now 13 times in a row. Mm. I don't like to say that, but that is the facts, and those are the records. And East Carolina's had a devil of a time playing against UCF. They haven't beaten them now in seven years. Houston next on the docket. Uh, not the, the game you won after this one, but uh, that's what's coming up next uh, for the Pirates. East Carolina will be back home uh, at the end of the month, January 30th, against Cincinnati. So, yeah, it is a tough stretch coming up, a road trip to Memphis in between that. Tough stretch coming up. Uh, for these East Carolina Pirates. Jeff Charles joining us today on uh, the Pirate Radio Live Line. And Jeff, uh, in the NBA, you see a a team go up 20, 24 points in the first half, and you don't even have to blink uh, in the second half uh, that other team has come back and tied the game. You always see these big swings in the NBA. Not as much in college basketball. Teams always make a run. But when it gets to 19-20, you kind of figure the game's about over, but not so fast now. And I guess it's, you know, the the, the prevalence of a three-point shot, uh, the shot clock now at 30, uh, which is closer to the NBA's 24. So I guess uh, you you are seeing more and more of these comebacks. But it's something that always happens in the NBA, and and now we've seen it the last two games here with East Carolina. It's just been kind of shocking. Yeah, it is, Clip, and sometimes you're on the right side of them like the Pirates were in the great win they had over Memphis, and sometimes you're on the wrong side of them. That happened last night. There was actually a 29-point swing in that game last night. The Pirates were up 20, and then they were down 9. So that's a 29-point swing, and if you've got guys, as I mentioned before, who can knock down threes, you can get back in a game in a hurry. And it seems like when a team starts knocking down threes, and they start to make that run. Then they play a lot harder on the defensive end. And then the team that's had the big lead starts to press a little bit. We saw that, I think, with the Pirates last night. Another very disappointing stat last night was ECU turned the ball over 22 times. Well, it's hard to win games when you're turning the ball over like that. And I know Joe was certainly very disappointed in that stat, along with some other ones. 
But East Carolina, like a lot of teams, Cliff, they, they go through these lulls in games in which they just don't score very much. We saw that again last night, and that drought happened late in the second half, not when you want it to happen, but it did. And it's college basketball. It, it's tough to figure out. Uh, Johnny Dawkins, I'm sure, was scratching his head after the loss that they had at Tampa and, and probably at halftime. They must have had a come-to-Jesus meeting or something because they were not playing well at all yeah. in the first half. And we just talked about Perry, and how about Perry at the end of the first half at a point-blank layup. Oh, yeah. Nobody around him, and he missed it. <laughs> I thought, oh, my goodness, this just is not UCF's night. And then they come back, and they play a lot better in the second half. So it's a strange game to figure out. It's college basketball. And, of course, last year the Pirates beat Houston. Who would have ever thought that would happen? And now they go down to Houston. And, as you mentioned, uh, it, it's tough on the road and especially tough I think this weekend, Clint, because we're getting word from the ECU basketball administration that the Pirates are going to have to leave tomorrow. Now, usually ECU leaves a day early for a road game, so originally scheduled to leave on Friday for the game Saturday at Houston. But as we all know, some really bad weather is forecast and looks like it's going to be coming into our region, and they can't really take the the chance of leaving on Friday because you just don't know if some of these flights are going to get out of here. So... It looks like now the Pirates are going to leave from Raleigh probably sometime about mid-afternoon on Thursday. So that's going to make it a long road trip. And I always say you go on the road, uh, and in this particular instance, you're going to go on the road and you're going to spend four days on the road, three nights on the road to play a two-hour college basketball <laughs> game because the Pirates are going commercial this weekend. He yeah. goes commercial on the weekends and does not go charter on the weekends they do the charters through the week so the guys don't have to miss class time but boy when you have the weather and you have commercial flights and everything that's going on now commercially with airlines and airports and everything else i mean this is going to be it looks like a marathon kind of trip to play one game at houston on saturday jeff charles joining us jeff uh do you know anything new on on brandon suggs left the game went to the locker room it was good to see him return to the bench but did not get back in the game i don't, I don't think joe dooley had much uh information on it after the game last night but but any word on brandon suggs and his availability coming up this weekend i've not heard anything today as of yet clip and, and usually you're right uh right after game you ask the coach and they really don't know yeah that happens in football happens in basketball happens in baseball if they have injuries the, the coaches really don't know and i'm sure they are evaluating brandon today I don't think J.J. Miles is going to play on Saturday. I don't think he's ready for the Houston game. Uh, And Brandon makes such a difference, as we all know. Not only did he hit the game winner this past weekend against Memphis, but he does all the little things. And he's probably the smartest player the Pirates have out on the floor. He just really understands the game well. And he's so good at cutting to the basket and moving without the ball and doing all the little things. I mean, he's not afraid to get his nose in there and dive on the floor for loose balls and He's very good defensively, does a nice job for his size, blocking shots. I mean, he he just adds so much to the team. And maybe at the end of the game, he's played 30 minutes, and he's not the highest scorer or the highest rebounder. But you look at his contribution, and it's as great as anybody else who's been on the floor. So losing Brandon in that second half certainly did hurt the Pirates. I hope it's not a serious injury. They really need him. And his game is really developed, Cliff. You know, when you bring guys in, and especially when you're ECU, you bring guys in and they need to develop. 
uh, as basketball players, they usually need to develop their bodies, and some guys do, and then some guys don't. But I've seen Brandon really improve since his freshman year, and that's a really good sign. And all these guys that come in here need to do that. And as I mentioned, sometimes guys come in and they're not a whole lot better as seniors than they are as freshmen. Well, I think yeah. Brandon Suggs has really improved a lot. The Pirates really need him, and he's such a great kid. I hope it's not a serious injury. I hope he gets out there just as soon as possible. Yeah, enjoyed your uh, post-game chat with him after the thrilling win on Saturday against Memphis. I think he told you, Jeff, that didn't he say it was the first time for everything? That's the first buzzer beater he had hit playing basketball? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. He played his high school basketball in Powder Springs, Georgia, at McEachern High School. They went up to Massanet Military Academy and played there for a year in Virginia. And I'm sure you know he's played hundreds of games before that, but uh, never a buzzer beater. Most guys don't get the chance to, to hit a, a buzzer beater, but he got his chance, and he was ready for it. you got to give him credit. Yeah. How about the pass that Tremont Robinson-White yeah. threw to him? <laughs> Tremont made a great pass, and, and another guy that kind of flies under the radar clip is Tremont, and he's really having a good year. He's having a good, solid season, and he continues to be right at the top in the league as far as steals are concerned. I really like Tremont's game. I think he's another guy that's improving. Uh, I really am optimistic with these guys moving forward. I think this is the best all-around collection of talent that East Carolina's had for a while. And, you know, Joe's going to continue to work them hard and coach them hard, and I think they're going to get better. So it's a long season. You have your ups and you have your downs. Uh, you're on cloud nine after the game on Saturday and then back down after <laughs> last night. And you just have to keep chopping wood, and we'll see what the Pirates can do on Saturday at Houston. All right. We're uh, talking folks through the misery today uh, here on Pirate Radio Live after East Carolina falls last night in overtime. Jeff, a lot of people look at North Carolina as the basketball state, but last night it was the Sunshine State who has the bragging rights over North Carolina. UCF comes to Minji's, uh, comes back and beats East Carolina. How about Miami, Jim Laranega's guys, beating North Carolina by 28 points last night 85 to 57 and then later last night it was florida state winning in overtime over duke in thrilling fashion 79 78 so florida state miami and ucf knocking off the north carolina schools last night jeff (laughs) yeah they did and that's why i say you know it's uh it's a long season and you have ups and downs and when you lose a game it's not the end of the world and when you win a big one like memphis it doesn't mean your program has arrived Every game, as I always say, is a new adventure. And so you got to be ready to play. There's so much parity now, Cliff, in college basketball across the country. There's so much parity in the American Athletic Conference. I mean, it is really tough to figure out. I think Houston is a clear-cut number one right now. But if Memphis gets all of their guys back, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked a bit. And I know how bad they folded in the game in Greenville on Saturday. But once they get all of their guys back, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they would win the tournament. Uh, in Fort Worth, or I wouldn't be surprised if they get knocked out in the first round. <laughs> yeah. One hide kind of team. So, but uh, they're, they're right there, as we all know, at the top as far as talent is concerned. And Houston's having another great year. Kelvin Sampson's just a great, great coach. And they're really good. SMU, we don't talk a whole lot about Clip, but here they are back again, really solid in the top division of the AAC. And they're having a, a really good year as well. So, you know, Cincinnati's a lot better than I thought they were going to be. And then you look down at the end, at the bottom, and Tulsa hasn't won a game yet. And they're usually in the top division of the AAC. And they're like snake bit. They're losing every game by like three points. I mean, they're 0-4. But they could easily, at the bounce of the ball the other way, they could be 4-0. So 
you know, every night it's it's really difficult, and USF's obviously got something going down there. The way they handled UCF, and they they've started over basically this year, almost with an entire new roster. They lost like everybody, and all their starters transferred last year. So you, you just don't know game to game. You don't know year to year. I think it's going to be so hard to predict moving forward in college football and in college basketball as to what's going to happen the next year because the rosters are changing so much. Jeff Charles joining us, night in, night out. You don't know what you're going to see. I guess that's what makes it so interesting to follow college hoops uh, on a a nightly basis. Jeff, while you were calling the action on Saturday, uh, Zay Jones was scoring a touchdown in the playoffs, which was great to see, but Joe Burrow and the Bengals were taking care of the Raiders. Now they go to Tennessee with Derrick Henry coming back for the titans we'll see what that means for tennessee classic matchup saturday night 49ers packers on fox and then on sunday you can make a case that any of these four teams could be hoisting the lombardi trophy rams at bucks and then after that bills at chiefs so this is a on paper one of the best divisional rounds i can remember a lot of great matchups coming up this weekend jeff were you able to uh watch any of the playoffs over the weekend yeah, I did watch a few games, uh, Cliff, and i tell you what, just amazed at how the Bills handled the Patriots yeah. in that uh, cold, cold game up there. You just don't expect a Belichick team to lose like that. We give the Bills a lot of credit, and being an Ohio guy, I will be pulling for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's been a long, long dry spell in Cincinnati, so you like to pull for the underdog anyway, but... I mean, I go back with them when I was a kid, and the Cincinnati Bengals came to Cincinnati for the very first time, and... I don't know if I've mentioned this on your show or not, Cliff, but you realize the first year of the Cincinnati Bengals, they played at Nippert Stadium huh. on campus at the University of Cincinnati. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, and that place was not very nice. Is a nice way to put it back then. It hasn't been very nice until the last few years <laughs> until they started putting money in it and renovating that facility. But, yeah, the Bengals, their first year in Cincinnati – They played at Nippert Stadium before they moved into uh, Riverfront Stadium, which also, of course, served as the home of the Cincinnati Reds. But, uh, you know, they they were really bad as an expansion team in the NFL for for years and years. They got pretty good, as as we know. And then they have gone back uh, downhill until the last couple of years. Had a decent year last year, and now here they are in the playoffs. So I'm pulling for the Bengals. And Joe Burrow is uh, a great story, and he's a kid that's, uh, you know, a home state kid. And his dad was an assistant coach at Ohio University. He grew up uh, in Athens for a while while his dad was a coach there. So they got Ohio ties. And the people in Cincinnati, I know, they really love the guy. And when we were up there over the weekend, uh, last week actually, and, and played UC, you saw a lot of Bengal stuff downtown with people walking around. And they were really excited about uh, about the game. And it, it's a really good football town when the Bengals are winning. So the Bengals are a, a really good story, but... My goodness, you still got Tampa Bay hanging around, and you've still got Tom Brady and Bruce Arians and the defending champs. Until somebody beats them, Cliff, they're the champs. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, we'll wrap it up here. We've had some great wrestling interviews over the past couple of weeks. We talked to Lodi, East Carolina alum, on Monday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. That was a lot of fun. And talked to Brock Anderson from AEW last week on the show. Jeff, you've had a a lot of great wrestling interviews over the years on From the Booth, uh, including uh, Tony Schiavone, who is the... Uh, calls the action on AEW. I know. Uh, are you still able to keep up with it when we get into basketball season? You're calling a lot of games on Wednesdays and things like that. So, are you uh, still following what's going on in the wrestling world at all? 
Well, I try to as much as I can, Cliff, because as you and I have talked before, I really enjoy the AEW product, and you're right. I really enjoy doing the wrestling interviews. I heard you the other day talking about how these wrestlers are great interviews yeah. because that's part of what they do, and you are right. And uh, we've had Jimmy Valiant on with us, George <laughs> South a couple of times. We've had uh, Ivan Koloff, the late, great Ivan Koloff, was a regular guest on yeah. on the booth back in the day. And, and you mentioned Tony Schiavone. We've had a lot of great wrestlers on down through the years, and you're right. It, it never disappoints. And when we were taking calls on from the booth, as soon as Ivan would come in, we would have a, a lot of calls uh, for him. And, yeah, they're, they're really good interviews, and they always have something interesting to say, and they're showmen, and they like the mic. <laughs> so that makes it easy for the interviewer and yes a good job uh, you guys did with Lodi I heard that interview and that was that was great I have not had a chance yet to hear the Brock Anderson one but I know it's archived and I'm going to go back and, and listen to that one as well pretty cool that you've got a couple of guys who went to ECU and graduated and are in professional wrestling and of course uh, we all know who graduated from ECU back in uh, the late 60s who's in wrestling and that's Vince McMahon and his wife Linda McMahon, and all you have to do is mention their names, of course, and everybody knows what they've done in their careers in professional wrestling. So there's a real good pedigree at ECU to professional wrestling. There's no question. And if Jeff Charles wasn't in Houston uh, coming up this Saturday, he might be in Spartanburg, South Carolina, because how about this show, Jeff? It's like it's almost like the past versus the present. You've got Brock Anderson versus Lodi, ECU versus ECU there, and then the Rock and Roll Express are going to be taking on FTR, one of the best uh, tag teams going today. So you've got a, a blast from the past and, and some of the guys from right now wrestling in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina this week. That's probably going to be a fun show down there, Jeff. No doubt about it. And Spartanburg was a great hotbed of wrestling when wrestling was big in the Carolinas in the 70s and the 80s. And uh, Memorial Auditorium there. I've been there for basketball. I've never seen a wrestling show there, but it's a great venue for wrestling. And you're right, Cliff, this promotion that you mentioned, this is a promotion that is called Big Time Wrestling, mm -hmm. and it's out of the Northeast. And they are putting shows on in this part of the country, also in the Northeast, really all over the country. And I've seen two of their shows. I saw a show at Dorton Arena in Raleigh, I think it was 2016, and a lot of the same guys that you mentioned were over there, Jerry Lawler was over there. Billy Gunn was over there. Hmm. Uh, and I watched that show. And by, by the way, there were a number of pirate fans sitting around me uh, during that show. So we've got pirate fans who are also wrestling fans, as you well know. So I sh saw a big-time wrestling show in Raleigh, and I saw another big-time wrestling show in Sebring, Florida, when I was visiting family about three years ago. And they had another show there. And you're right, they, they do a nice job, and they're bringing back all the old guys now i tell you what, the, the guys who were wrestling that wrestled 30 years ago, they don't look the same and they don't move the same <laughs> as they did 30 years ago. And the Rock and Roll Express, I just saw an interview with Ricky Morton uh, the other day. He's 65 years old. Wow. And I assume Robert Gibson's probably 65 years old, his tag team partner. And so if you go to one of those shows and you expect to see the Rock and Roll Express when they were 30, you're not going to see that because these guys are now in their mid-60s. But they put on a good show, and sometimes the older guys that everybody has a recognizable names for, like, for instance, Sergeant Slaughter, he doesn't wrestle anymore, but uh, he comes to a lot of shows and makes an appearance. Jimmy Valiant really doesn't wrestle anymore, but he comes to the shows, and he's there to sign autographs and pictures and all of that. So it's a real niche promotion, I think, Clip. 
Big-time wrestling is what it's called. There have been a lot of big-time wrestling promotions down through the years, and the one I grew up with out of Detroit was called Big Time Wrestling. The Sheik at Farhat ran that promotion and owned it, and that's my first uh, big-time wrestling exposure, but there was also another big-time wrestling out west in California. Well, these guys, I think, have just kind of piggybacked on that, and they're trying to do the same kind of shows that were done years ago, and so now they're the big-time wrestling in 2022, and it's a lot of the same stuff that we kind of grew up watching and a lot of the same guys that we grew up watching. So it's it's refreshing. It's a fun show. Jeff Charles joining us today. Jeff, uh, have a great call and a uh, safe trip uh, when you call the action between ECU and Houston, and we'll reconvene with you next week on the program. Appreciate your time, as always, voice. Okay, thanks, Cliff. Have a good one. All right, thank you, Jeff. There is Jeff Charles joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. Owe you another break from hour one, so we'll uh, have a quick segment, and then we'll get to our DJ Ford interview coming up in hour number two. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Watch all of Pirate Radio's local programming on YouTube Live. You can watch Pirate Radio Live Monday through Friday from 3 until 6 on YouTube. You can also uh, watch the Bud Light free game tailgate in U.S. Cellular fifth quarter on game days as well. Go to YouTube, search Pirate Radio TV, and click on that subscribe button. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Let's get a uh, quick segment in here. We'll take another break, and when we return, we will talk to former Pirate Safety DJ Ford. We're doing a raffle today here on Pirate Radio Live. If you want to be entered in for a chance to win a free shrimp taco lunch to Chico's, Here's all you have to do. Head over to Facebook. Hop on our Facebook live feed for today's show, the video we are running today. Share that and type in a number in the comments section and you will be entered in with a chance to win. We'll do our drawing coming up in hour three when Bryce Williams is here. So far, Steve has 77. Jonathan has 46. Kevin has 69. Josh has 37. John has 39. Scott with 12 and Corey with 33. So they are entered in. All you have to do is share our video feed from today's show. And it looks like I have another one. Kevin Cozart has 22. Share our video feed from today's show. Shirley, I can hear that. Yeah, I was trying to turn it off beforehand, but (laughs) stupid thing. It's very uh, distracting to. Well, I'm trying to keep up with the... uh, I do talk to myself inside my head. And when I'm doing that and hearing myself in my ears... You hear voices in your head? I am like Randy Orton in that way. Kevin has 22. If you would like to be a part... Oh, Chad is in with 82. Yeah, there's somebody I'm missing. All right, I got Steve, Jonathan, Kevin, Jay... Josh, John, Scott, Corey, Kevin, C, and Chad. Uh, I'm missing Steve. Steve has 77. Steve is 77. All right. There okay. are the numbers. 
And now you can be a part of this by uh, commenting with a number between 1 and 100. You'll be entered in to our raffle. All right, we'll get another break in. We'll come back when we return. DJ Ford will join us, former Pirate Safety. We'll talk to him when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, you're, you work hard for your money at Carolina Wealth Management. We believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio, go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. We'll take a brief pause from the basketball debacle from last night and talk some football with a former Pirate Safety who joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line, DJ Ford. We enjoyed getting to know DJ during the football season as part of our Players Lounge, and we'll talk to him today here on the program. DJ, appreciate your time. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. And, DJ, we uh, talked to your Pirate teammate and uh, I guess your Hula Bowl teammate as well, Warren Saba, last week. And before we talk, you know, ECU football, how about that experience uh, down in Orlando at the Hula Bowl? What was uh, those those days like for you, that week like for you? Uh, it, was a, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I'm super grateful for the opportunity to play in the Hula Bowl down in Orlando this year. Uh, it's a game that's normally played in uh, Hawaii as you know, but um, it was cool to, to play with guys and practice with, with guys from all over the country, um, as far west as Oregon and um, USC and Utah, all the way to the East Coast, you know what I'm saying? Guys from Boston College um, had a little run-in with him, had to talk him straight. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience. Uh, made some Made some new friends with guys that I never thought that I'd be friends with from schools that, you know, I never imagined talking to guys from, so it was cool. DJ, how about getting your yourself out there, your skills out there to scouts and things like that? How many, you know, scouts were, were able to, to see you? How, and, and was it all NFL? Was there guys from other leagues as well? How about that? So on the, uh, the first day, we had a weigh-in and uh, where we got weighed and measured and everything. And um, they had set up one of the hotel rooms um, for the, all of the scouts to come in. I want to say that there was like 150 to 200 scouts. Wow. Scouts from pretty much every league. Um, you know, um, the NFL, the CFL, the USFL, uh, the new league that's coming out. Um, there were guys from everywhere, and some teams you see four or five scouts from one team. So they for sure showed up. They were there. DJ Ford joining us. DJ, as far as your football future, NFL is the dream. You know, if if you don't get signed on with the team, uh, would you be interested in, you know, going to Canada, playing in the USFL? Are you keeping your options open when it comes to to professional football? Uh, Yes, sir. At this point, I'm uh, extremely open to any and everything. I don't want to rule anything out before I give it a look. And uh, I don't know what different coaches are thinking of me, so I'd be more than interested to see what they have to say about myself. So that's where I'm at right now. DJ, we, we learned this about you, talking to you throughout the year, your your maturity level. But I, I remember early on Mike Houston kind of singling you out as somebody 
uh, before the season even started as a guy that could come in and be a leader on this team. And you don't always hear that with these transfers. You got to get acclimated to the school, to the area, to your teammates, the locker room, all of that. But it sounds like you came in from day one with the right mindset where you were going to earn your spot on this team. Nothing was given to you. And uh, I think Mike Houston and others have given you a lot of credit for that. Uh, what was that like for you coming in here and and being one of the guys uh, almost immediately and also earning your spot on the football field uh, for East Carolina? Uh, first and foremost, uh, a big thank you to Coach Mike Houston for speaking so highly of me. But um, I thought that it was a pretty seamless experience. Like I said before, um, it just kind of happened naturally. I just showed up. Uh, I think that God saw that I was serious about my work. I was serious about football and that I wasn't here to play around and and live it up outside of football and everything like that. Like, I was here on a business trip, and I think the guys got a feel for that, and they bought in with me. And it was uh, it was great to see, and that defense uh, improved leaps and bounds year two of Blake Harrell and in your one season here at East Carolina. And uh, DJ, you had some fun on the defensive side of the ball this year, getting after quarterbacks, forcing turnovers, and uh, and then really put together a good year on that side of the ball. Yes, sir. It was a, it was an amazing experience, and we did have a lot of fun, like you said. That was our brand of ball. We made sure that we had fun, and we did a lot of winning in the process. DJ, you mentioned uh, running into a, a Boston College player, and man, I, I've asked some of your teammates about this. Hate to even ask you, but I, I will. You know what? What was that like for you that uh, Sunday morning when you got the news there would be no military bowl? You trying to go out on top, your one final game. I'm really happy you and Warren did get to play and at least another football game in the Hula Bowl. Obviously, it was in the military bowl in an ECU uniform. But man, what what was that experience like? Uh, you know, gearing up for that game and being told you couldn't play in it. Uh, it was it was extremely difficult to be honest with you, uh, especially having practiced all month. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like um, when you when you go into fall camp and you're looking forward to that first game, like everything you do, you do with that opponent in mind. And so in that regard that we were preparing for Boston College long and hard, and then lo and behold, you know, we never got the chance to play. And to get so close to where it was like right there, you know what I'm saying, it, it hurt a little extra because of that, you know. And uh, with that being my last game, it hurt a little more because of that. So it was not the most ideal experience, but – had to move forward and keep pressing yeah uh one of those things uh the control what you can control right and uh that was out of your hands at that point dj what's uh what's next for the secondary at east carolina i like to ask everybody when they are walking out the door who's going to fill in the shoes uh for you for warren uh you know you got some guys at, at the linebacker position with aaron and bruce as well uh but we'll, we'll stick with the secondary who are some guys that you're excited uh, to see on the field that maybe haven't got a lot of playing time for east carolina coming up in the next year or two um, honestly, I'm excited for all of the guys. I'm excited to see who takes it upon themselves to step up and separate themselves from the group and be the guy, you know what I'm saying? I could, I could cast a prediction, but at the end of the day, it, it, it all comes down to who decides to step up and who starts to make plays and who becomes a vocal leader and that, you know what I'm saying, that energy on the sideline and on the field. So I'm excited for all of those guys. I know that they're all each capable of being a starter and can make plays so like like you said i'm excited to see what happens 
DJ, we'll remember looking back at 2021 as the year East Carolina finally got back to its winning ways after a long drought, uh, getting back to bowl eligibility, having a winning record. And it was a, a very brief time for you in, in the chapter of your life here in Greenville, just one year. But, uh, you know, how do you look back on it, uh, whether it be going to class, meeting new friends, playing uh, Dotty Ficklin Stadium? Uh, hopefully you'll look back fondly on your uh, your one year here at East Carolina, I would imagine. Oh, yes, sir. I for sure do. Um, I think it was a wonderful time that I had here, uh, both on the field and off the field. Like you said, going to class, uh, just being on a new campus, being in a new space was a lot of fun. It was a lot to take in, uh, seeing different people, you know, being on the same campus for four or five years, you you kind of more or less know everyone. So it was a, a breath of fresh air, to say the least, you know what I'm saying, being here. And then with football, you know what I'm saying, to be a part of the the team that turned the program around and got back to winning as they're used to doing in the past and to, to have Dowdy Ficklin packed and loud and the pirate walk um, was really, really crazy a couple of times. Like it was, it was an amazing experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, DJ, have you been to uh, both sub dogs locations? If so, which one's better Greenville or Chapel Hill? Greenville without a doubt. <laughs> good answer. Not even, not even Not even a competition. The good stuff. No, sir. DJ Ford joining us. DJ, unfortunately, as you know, when I get you in here on uh, Mondays, I would ask you about the Steelers. Uh, your season came to an end. Did make the playoffs, so congratulations on that. But, uh, man, what's life without Big Ben going to be like moving forward? That's going to be weird for you, right? I don't know. I'm excited to see who comes next. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I think that- – it's a, it's a great spot for, for someone to walk into and win right away. So we'll see what they're able to do in the draft and everything like that. And, DJ, you're a younger guy. I am 40. There have been three coaches in my lifetime with Pittsburgh. Uh, and the tail end of Chuck Knoll, I was able to watch all the Bill Cower era. And then Mike Tomlin, who famously has never had a losing season as head coach. So your entire Steelers football watching life, you've probably, you've, what did you see, maybe a little bit of Cower, but you've only known one coach uh, your whole life. Yeah, I've really only known Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So I've had a pretty good experience being a Steelers fan, much better than those Cowboys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, hopefully. And I saw, I think it was Miles Berry. I think a few players were giving Houston some crap for that. So that was good. Yeah, I wanted to. But I was like, nah, let me just. <laughs> well, he can't make you run or anything now, DJ. You're good. You can fire some shots. Nah, I don't want to burn that bridge. <laughs> there you go. All right. Smart man. Smart man. So what's uh, next for you, DJ? I guess uh, a lot of training, a lot of preparing for uh, for what's next for you? Yes, sir. I'm actually getting ready to um, get everything out of my apartment here in Greenville. And then I'm going to head down to Tampa, Florida. That's where I'll be doing my training for Pro Day. Great stuff, man. And we'll see you out at, uh, at East. You, you planning on being in Greenville for uh, Pro Day? Uh, yes, sir, I am. Great. All right, good deal. We'll see you out there, talk to you then. But, DJ, uh, it's been great to, to get to know you a little bit, man. And, and once again, uh, sincerely, uh, you're a great young man, so I know you're going to do good things no matter if it's in the uh, the football world or, or outside of it. So we wish you nothing but the best. If you need anything from us, let us know. But really appreciated uh, your time and getting to know you, and we'll certainly talk to you again down the road, man. Hey, Cliff, pleasure was all mine, man. I appreciate you so much for everything. All right, thank you, DJ. DJ Ford, uh, great guy. Glad we got to know him, and uh, part of the reason why I really enjoyed the uh, the Players' Lounge for football to get to know some of these guys uh, a little bit off the field, get to know them as people, and 
you can look back there's uh a lot of these transfers that have come into east carolina have not really worked out but uh but dj ford did you know he was pretty he was good on the field but more so the leadership he provided in the locker right. room and being a steady presence yeah and being and coming from a acc school like carolina and having experience there on the field and leadership skills from there too um wish we could have him one more year uh, but uh, hopefully he can get a shot at the nfl and uh good luck to the dj and hope he had fun down there i know we talked to warren saber last week and uh, as you were talking to warren saber he was on the way to disney world yeah so uh it's always fun for those guys to to get to enjoy that especially when you go down to the to the military bowl and not be able to play the game down there so they get another chance to get on the football field and show their um talents appreciate dj ford joining us when we return we'll talk to billy weaver my co-host on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show he was in mengees last night we'll get back to the debacle when we return on pirate radio live after this This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business insurance questions, call 756-8300 today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Got our Pirate Radio raffle going today. If you would like to get in with an opportunity to win a shrimp taco lunch, the Chico's, all you got to do, head over to Facebook, join our Facebook live feed, share it, and type in a number between 1 and 100. We'll do a drawing coming up in our 5 o'clock hour when Bryce Williams is here. So far, we've got Steve, Jonathan, Kevin, Josh, John, Scott, Corey, Kevin C., and Chad in. If you want to jump in now with your number, you can do so on Facebook Live. Right now, we will head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to my cohort on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, Billy Weaver. And we were uh, trying to talk ourselves out of this deep depression we're in after last night. How you doing today? <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's. What a tough game last night. It's, I think a lot of people are like that. But as I have said many, many times, it's better to be in this situation if you're a Pirate basketball fan than the situation we've been in for years and years and apathy and not caring. So the fact that people care and that you felt like you should have won that game, uh, that, that's a positive you take from it. Now, do I feel good about that game? No. No, I'm with you, Billy. I had those same thoughts that <laughs> as bad as it feels while I was sitting in traffic in Lower Menges trying to get out, I did say a thing to myself, well, it is nice to feel something, you know? Right. <laughs> Even though it's not a good feeling. Right. And you know what? I had this conversation with somebody um, earlier this morning that all Pirate fans want, and we've said this time and time again too, all Pirate basketball fans want is a competitive team and a team that you think can go out there and win each night. And that's obvious the team that we have right now. Now it's figuring out how to win those games that you're up by 20 points in the second half 
and kind of put your foot on the throat and and, and keep the throttle down, uh, not to use, you know, a hundred different puns, but uh, that didn't happen last night, and it's for a, a few different reasons, in my opinion. Um, I, I equate it to it kind of felt like, I don't know if it felt like this to you, but it felt like in the second half, the Pirates were in a prevent defense, like you see in, in the two-minute drill in, in football. And I've always said prevent defense only does one thing, and it prevents you from winning. Um, I felt that. I didn't feel like they, you know, I know they were trying to get the shot clock down. Yeah. But when they were getting the shot clock down to run off time, they weren't getting quality shots off or they turned the ball over. Um, the Brandon Suggs injury was obviously uh, a blow. I think the guys uh, didn't react to that well. And another thing that really disappointed me last night was the play of Vance Jackson. I mean, the guy only scored two points. And, you know, when Suggs went out, instead of having that mentality of, of okay, now somebody else has to step up, I think the mentality said, you know, was kind of, well, let's let's just not lose this thing. Let's just hold on, hold serve, and get out of here with this win. And I don't, I don't think that's the mentality you have to have. And, you know, if they were down in that game or it was a close game, I think it's more of a next man up mentality that we didn't see last night. Yeah, and uh, it's not like East Carolina hadn't seen something like this happen before. Just go back to Saturday. They were on the other side of it where they were able to climb back from a 19-point deficit, and it's just crazy, Weave, that we've seen these huge swings now in back-to-back games. One go East Carolina's way, the other one not go the Pirates' way. you got to give credit to UCF, but East Carolina did hurt themselves, as you said, in that process there in the second half and in overtime. Yeah, and, you know, it's... um it got to a point where you thought, okay, at, at some point the Pirates got to get out of this um, this slump that they're in in the second half. And it's, it's not like there was a barrage or it seemed like a huge uh, swing for UCF. It's just every time that East Carolina would miss or turn the ball over, it seemed like UCF would hit a big three at the other end. Um, and it just – you just had that feeling like, oh, here we go again. We're going to be in another close one. And the one thing, you know, I, I really felt, even with all of that and losing that 20-point lead, it was 72 all down the stretch, and the Pirates had the ball with plenty of time to get off a good shot yeah. you win the thing at the buzzer, and you thought, okay, I'm good with this. I, I, think, I, I think we got this and they just didn't even get off a good shot. That was disappointing as well. Joe Dooley talked about it after the game, had a timeout he could have used to set something up. He said that, you know, in that case, UCF could have set their defense up and basically said if I had to do it over again, he didn't say one way or the other. He said maybe I'd call a timeout, maybe I wouldn't. He didn't seem to regret letting him play out that way because if you remember in the Memphis game, East Carolina, after a missed free throw, came down the court down by one, and they set up a play where they got the ball to Frank inside and he got blocked out of bounds, and then that set up the Brandon Suggs game winner. They ran a pretty good play weave, not you know, not even coming out of a timeout, so I think he thought they could do something similar there in that situation, try to win the game, um, and chose not to call the timeout there. Yeah, there was plenty of time on the clock. I could see if it was under five seconds and you want to – you want to make sure everybody's on the same page, but there was plenty of time on the clock to be able to get the ball up the court, kind of get into your offense. I mean, you didn't have a ton of time, but you had plenty of time to kind of get into a little bit of an offense and run a play. 
um, you know, that at least got you off a good shot. I mean, you know, you're battling down to the last second there, and it's an off-balance shot that doesn't even come close. And then as soon as the buzzer sounded uh, to go to overtime, that's when I thought this is not good because every bit of the momentum had swung towards the Knights. And you just knew that they were going to come out excited, fired up. I think they scored, what, the first five points of the opening yeah. And then it was kind of downhill from there. So just disappointing. But, you know, everybody I've talked to about this game since last night has all said the same thing, that it's, it's disappointing and you should have won that game and it's, it's disheartening. But there's still, like, a lot of optimism because this is by far the best team that I can remember seeing in the last few years at East Carolina. They've got the tools, and uh, they can get it together, and maybe they can use this as a learning situation. You know, so maybe hopefully something good something good will come out of this. this yeah, season. and for people out there, you know, we, we left Menjis with a sick feeling last night, no doubt about it. But it was still a, a fun night of entertainment in Greenville, North Carolina. And that's back-to-back games where it's been a lot of fun uh, to be in Menji's Coliseum. So for people that are thinking, well, I'm, I'm not going to go see this team after what happened last night. Well, as weird as it is to say, it was still a really fun night, Weave. The ending was just absolutely horrendous, you know? Oh, no, the, the night was amazing. For a Tuesday night, there was a great crowd on hand. There was a lot, a lot of energy. There were some people that I had talked to. Uh, that I hadn't seen around in, in, in a while. Yeah. And for good reason. They were like, you know what, I hadn't really wanted to come to a basketball game, and now they're playing well, and, you know, that's why I'm here. And even with the outcome being the way it was, there's still excitement. There was It was an exciting game. It was a fun game to be involved in, um, even though East Carolina lost. But, I mean, it was still fun. I think the atmosphere is going to – uh, continue to get better at Menji's Coliseum. The the students are kind of getting back and getting into it again, which is a lot of fun, too. So, yeah, the atmosphere is definitely proving to be much better at Menji's. Well, have you got your own police escort as you travel the streets? Yeah, yeah that's uh, my police escort right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Loud and proud. It's, it's, Loud and proud. So, yeah. <laughs> We've, uh, East Carolina will be playing this weekend. The Dallas Cowboys will not be. <laughs> so let's take some positivity out of that. 49ers knocking off the Cowboys in the playoffs on Sunday. Yeah, I didn't mean to laugh about that. No, I'm lying. I didn't <laughs> mean to laugh about that because, you know what, Cliff, I I, I don't know if this, this is a good thing. It's probably a bad thing, but in, in looking back at it, it's it's still fun. I I've seemed to get more joy now out of seeing – the Cowboys lose in the, the first round of the playoffs when they do make it, then I do see in my Washington team win. Is that a bad thing? It, it, it I think it is. And I don't, th- I think it's just because it's so fresh. We, and because he's, uh, because Washington had won a playoff game in so long. Yeah. The 2005 yeah. season. So right now, that's all we got. That's why we enjoy it. We, I talked about it with Cy yesterday, Cy Seymour, and he, I said, Cy, it's probably a loser's mentality, but. I still get a big kick out of watching Dallas lose in the playoffs, and he said misery loves company, and he's right. That, yeah, yeah, it it is. And not only that, it's your big rival. I mean, and I'm sorry, but I had somebody ask me that before, would I ever root for the Dallas Cowboys? And I the only Hell no. thing I can think of to root for the Dallas Cowboys is if they win a game that's meaningless and it puts Washington into the playoffs. Which sure, if it helps our team, absolutely, yeah. That's the only way, but uh, there's no other way. I just, 
I take joy in rooting against the Cowboys, and I don't have a problem saying that. And I know Cowboys fans will say, ah, you know, they, they care more about our team than they do their team. Well, call it what you will, but that's part of the rivalry. That's part of, you know, you can't tell me that a Pittsburgh Steeler fan is not going to root against the Browns and enjoy it, or yeah. vice versa. I mean, it's just not going to happen, you know. You, in any sport, Duke, Carolina, in basketball, it doesn't matter. That's part of the rivalry, and that's part of what makes it fun. And to see them lose the way they did it <laughs> with a little bit of controversy is kind of fun, too. Even it just adds more spice to it. We've uh, This is no probably shocker to you following NFC East football, but I wanted to look it up after the Eagles and Cowboys both lost on the same day, and I remember Washington losing last year in the playoff game. Uh, that is now six straight losses by NFC East teams in the playoffs. Shout out to the Giants for not being a part of that stat because they're too bad to make the playoffs in recent years. Uh, but that is all Eagles, Cowboys, and Washington. Six straight defeats. Uh, so, as you know, watching it week to week, we've the NFC East as a whole uh, has not been very good over these last few years. Well, it doesn't surprise me, and that is the – Really, the big reason why, when I was watching all the national shows preview and the uh, the Cowboys 49ers, lots and lots of people, there were more people than not that picked the 49ers to win that game. And for good reason. I mean, the the Cowboys went unbeaten against NFC East teams, but I think they were 5-6 and six or right at 500 or a little bit below 500 against the rest of the league. I heard a stat, Billy, that the Eagles had one win over a team with a winning record, and that was when Trevor Simeon started for the Saints. So, yeah, kind of like the Cowboys, the Eagles really didn't beat anybody good either. Yeah, I mean, so that just goes to show you. the You know, we've called it the NFC least for a a few years now because – and what what really kind of sucks about it is that the NFC East used to be the power division. Um, I mean, you you had to you had to bring your your chin strap every week in the NFC East because these teams were beating up on each other. The Giants were good, the Eagles were good, the uh, Cowboys, and you know back when they were the Redskins, the Redskins were really good back in the day. I mean, those the NFC East man, you had to it was it was a uh, black and blue division, man, and but now it's just become the NFC lease, and it's it's terrible. And I just hope that changes sometime soon. Well, what do you think about this weekend, Billy? How about the 49ers going to Lambeau, taking on the Packers? How much of a chance do you give them against Rodgers? Uh, well, since I've got my pick is the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, uh, so I just I mean, there's obviously a chance uh, the 49ers. Um, I just don't know if they can go in. Aaron Rodgers is playing about as best as he's played in his career. I mean, he's playing well. The the Packers at home this time of year, that's a place you just don't want to go. Um, so I, I got the Packers winning that game for sure. All right. How about who plays the Packers in Lambeau to get to the Super Bowl? Is it Brady, Rodgers, and Lambeau? Or is it the Rams kind of did this NBA super team thing where they bring in Stafford, and Beckham and Von Miller to join Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Uh, who meets Green Bay in the uh, NFC Championship? Rams or Bucks? Uh, I think the Bucks. Brady is obviously Brady. He's the goat. And I think part of me just wants to, you know, you love to see that one more time that that Brady uh, Rogers matchup. Um, I, I, you know, the Rams have put together a really good team. Like you said, Stafford finally kind of got off the schneid with the playoff win. And, you know, they looked really good in their game. Um, I just don't, you know, I, I just don't ever bet against Brady. 
Um, and there's there's a reason for that. He's shown every time that when people have bet against him and doubted him, that he's come uh, uh, come up big. And so I, I in the NFC, I've definitely got the uh, the Bucks and the Packers, and then I think the Packers beat the Bucks uh, to go to the Super Bowl. We've on the AFC side. <laughs> I, I every team and you know Billy every team every player likes to use the disrespect card. I don't remember a number one seed being as disrespected as the Tennessee Titans. It makes sense because the Bills and the Chiefs are on the other side of that bracket and they look like your Super Bowl contenders. But if you look at power rankings, if you look at Super Bowl odds, the Titans are way back there. They host the Bengals this week with Derrick Henry returning and then you got Bills Chiefs. So AFC, do you think it comes down to the Bills Chiefs winner or are you giving the uh, Titans a shot there? Uh, I give the Titans a shot. They're a good team, um, but it, I, it, I got the Titans winning that game. I don't think the Bengals have anything for the Titans in that. Uh, and you would think that maybe I would lean Chiefs, and the Chiefs are a slight favorite against the Bills. I'm going with the Bills, and part of that is because part of me, no, not part of me, all of me, wants to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl just because of the Bills mafia. I know that place will be the Bills fans will just they'll show up in droves and even if they can't get into the game they'll be in the parking lot breaking some sort of table or doing something extremely crazy. Somebody might even die. Not asking that that happens, but that's just how crazy those fans are. I I could just imagine the the, the Bills in the Super Bowl and if they were to win it so it, my my pick is going to be the Bills hmm. and the Packers, and if the Bills were to win the Super Bowl, man, that city might not recover for years. A lot of broken tables, a lot of, lot of fun out there in Buffalo. That'd be great. Uh, Billy Weaver joining us today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. We've, uh, anything else? What else is going on in your world? Uh, just, you know, trying to get through uh, – the winter months, and I'm excited about some pirate baseball. Yeah, they've been in some you know preseason polls in the top what 15, top 10. Um, so excited about ECU pirate baseball. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. And of course, um, you know, looking forward to next year as far as the football team goes. It's going to be a lot of changes, and you know, a lot of different uh, different stuff in the football team. And you know, they've kind of set a foundation now, so that's going to be interesting. But yeah, looking forward to baseball season, man. Not necessarily my Mets, but <laughs> they made a couple moves in the off season. But I know you've got to be excited about being, uh, especially early on when you do all the World Series ceremonies. Oh yeah, rings. and they'll have their special like jerseys and hats with the little gold trim and all that. that so that'll be fun. Yeah, they they do that for the clip rocks of the world because they know you're going to buy them all up. Yep. I'll buy any stupid hat you have available, no doubt. Uh, Weave, I feel like we've tried to brighten people's day after the debacle last night, so I appreciate your efforts in that, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Hey, no problem, man. Well, I'll definitely be back at Menji's Coliseum um, the rest of the year. It's, it's been fun. It's been nice to be able to kind of relax and watch the game and enjoy the games yeah. and stuff. So uh, I, I'm looking. that's another thing I'm looking forward to is what kind of run uh, the Pirates can make down the – the stretch of this American Athletic Conference tournament, get into the or American Conference uh, regular season, get into the tournament, make some noise, and who knows, man, this team could surprise some people. Yeah, we got that, and then we got uh, Billy in the jungle, you know, without his yeah. reporting duties. So that'll be fun this year for you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my chair out in the jungle, and I'm gonna sunbathe out there. Okay, there's a visual for the folks <laughs> on this cold day in Eastern North Carolina. We've enjoyed it, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. 
Billy Weaver joining us today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's take another timeout. Last call if you want to get into the Pirate Radio raffle. All you have to do, head over to Facebook, uh, click on our live feed, today's show, the video feed, share it, and type in a number between 1 and 100, and you have a chance to win a shrimp taco lunch to Chico's. Right now, Steve is in with 77. Jonathan has 46. Kevin has 69. Josh has 37. John has 39. Scott has 12. Corey has 33. Kevin uh, C. has 22. And Chad has 82. If you don't want to get in in our raffle, now's the time to do it. So jump in now before the 5 o'clock hour when we do our drawing. We'll be back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference at Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you, serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or take-out, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back into PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Bryce Williams set to join us here in a few minutes for hour three of today's show. If you want to jump in our Pirate Radio raffle, you can do so right now. you got a few minutes left. Go to Facebook, uh, share our video feed from today, and <laughs> you can Stems t- back. type in a number between 1 and 100. We'll do a YouTube giveaway on Thursday. We're going Facebook Live today. Sim is back in. He's got a personal rivalry with Chad. So he's going to try to Bob Barker Price is Right Chad here. Chad took 82. Sim is taking 81. And Sim, you are in. Susan is taking 69, which has already been chosen. But I guess if it is closest to 69, then Kevin, Jay, and Susan will have a 69 off to see who can be the winner. Nice. We'll, we'll have a drawing. Very nice. Very concerning. see who uh, can win the shrimp taco from Chico's. We are rewatching the game, which is difficult to do. But we're watching it not be uh, we got the whole screen blacked out except one part um i'm seeing how chandler and i did performed as second row oh okay nosebleed courtside fans good stuff so far uh i think we've done a pretty good job our cheers i would say a b plus our three point signs because i don't think we're as uh uh fanatic as we would be in section 213 yeah there's a lot of uh I feel like standing up is kind of a... Now, we are in the second row. Now, there was plenty of times where you would get up yeah. and like walk over behind the scores table. Oh, I want to see the play where I went and gave Zach. We did a great high five. Oh. on. A, I want to say it was a Brandon Suggs score, <laughs> but we got a high... Was that the Brandon Suggs dunk? Could have been. This first because time. he absolutely... Just, I, when he went to the basket, I'm it like, there's nobody there! This yeah. first half was so fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Great 20 minutes of basketball. 
Yeah. We should have stopped the game there. Yep. Stop the, stop count. the count. Stop the count. I guess uh, I'm gonna. I gotta cut it off at some point. What should I cut it off at halftime, Chandler? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That would probably be the best place to. Yes. Uh, to cut absolutely. This game, off. game ended right there. Man, and we went out. We talked to our buddies out at uh, halftime outside. Were they complaining about the Hornets again? Uh, or no. Miles Pumley? No, because no. the Hornets won the previous day, so it was. We were in high spirits about this one and uh, the Hornets game. Hornets on national TV tonight. Uh-oh. Oh. Um, now, I don't know if Kenny... I'm going to count this as Kenny being in our raffle. I don't know if he's just giving out Bryce's nickname or if that's his number, but he's going with Slim 80. Nice. So 80 is going to be That Kenny's might work number. out for Kenny. I saw Kenny. Uh, I did, too. I meant night. to go up and say, hey, but I was so busy trying to get to the bathroom. <laughs> You want to talk about bathroom celebrity sightings? How about this? Back-to-back games. First game, uh, Memphis game, I saw Cy Seymour walking into the bathroom. Oh. Talked to him for a moment. Last night, I walk in the bathroom. The most star-studded bathroom I've ever seen. Jeff Charles is washing his hands. Michael Perry in the urinal. We talked to both of you know. We said... Uh, Talked to voice for a minute. Did he call you a Javerti again? He did not. Uh, Shame. He was uh, he was happy about the first half, and then uh, Michael Perry was in there too. So man, you, you, the celebrity sightings in the Minji's bathrooms, folks. Had yourself quite the three way last night. <laughs> it was, uh, and that that was when times were good. So there was uh, a lot of a lot of smiles on people's faces, and uh, did not end that way. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Bryce Williams joins us hour three. We'll have our raffle winner and more on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. We are back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. For more information, visit kineticptgreenville.com. Now let's head back into Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Okay, welcome back into the program on a Wednesday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer, Chandler Honeycutt and Bryce Williams hey. joining us in the Pirate Radio Studios. Bryce, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Doing fantastic on this Wednesday. Coming off a uh, tough one last night in Minji's Coliseum, but uh, right now we're rewatching the game just to see Chandler and I's uh, performance as fans. <laughs> Did we do our part? Was it on us that we lost this I game? Last night? Are y'all on the bottom or the top screen? Yeah, we're on the bottom. On the other end, it definitely could not be our fault. I mean, we put in every inch of sweat. Now, I was tears. worried 
about taking these seats. Chandler said they were courtside. They were not. They were second row, oh, which is different. Than, yeah, it's a big difference. A huge difference. A <laughs> world of difference, one would say. We've um, learned that this week. <laughs> but uh, I said, let's do it because first game of the year, we sat in a different section. We did with uh, Billy Weaver. The Billy Weaver, Brown, and Wood section. Now, our normal home is section 213. So I don't like to switch up the mojo, but I decided it would be okay if we sat there because we had been in two different seats previously. I didn't think that would mess right. up anything. Um, so I'm not taking credit for this loss. Surely earlier today, you said you thought you might have a hand in this loss. What, what did you do? Th- oh, way to go, Shirley. Yeah, well, I, I told Clip I thought I jinxed it because – um i was out walking uh the dogs and i was following the game tracker and i saw that we had a significant lead and i thought okay sweet you know i'll watch it when i get home and then i realized all the games that ecu has won i have not watched oh so this Uh, one is on you and i tuned into the second half and that's when we melted down yeah way to go Charles. You know, I miss all the good stuff. I mean, when Barton won the the national championship back in uh, what was it, two thousand? Oh gosh, it's been so long. Anthony Atkinson. Yeah, when An- Anthony Atkinson scored the final, what was it, eleven points in something seconds? That was nuts. I missed it. I was in the bathroom, so oh, you know, Hold on. Well, I was I literally in the I don't bathroom. Get to more former more of that story, but okay. Former Harlem uh, Globetrotter. Yes. yes, I do remember. Aunt Atkinson. Little yeah, aunt. little what aunt. They, yeah, no, I was I was in the bathroom because I thought the game was over. I was watching the game and oh, because uh, they were losing by so much. Yeah, well, it was over. yeah, we I thought it was there over because we missed. I think they scored a layup, I believe, or it was a free throw. I can't really remember. I have to go back and look at the the game but anyway it, it, they scored some points and i thought okay with this much time left I, the game's over so i had to go to the bathroom anyway I went to the bathroom came back troy calls me and says is that the, not the most you know exciting finish to a game you've ever seen and i'm like what what happened <laughs> and he's like you you didn't see it i'm like no dude i was in the bathroom what happened get out of the bathroom yeah so i missed i missed the game bryce how does it feel you are one of these athletes on the field uh busting your tail putting in the work and really none of that mattered it was all about what a fan was doing and where they were watching it that determined the outcome Uh, it's really got to make you feel i never knew i know (laughs) seeing that now is like well dang yeah why did i do what i did exactly you didn't control any i mean of. if i know shirley was watching the game you know i was just, so now, like, it's like dang it Bill, like, right? oh shirley's watching the game yeah. we're gonna lose bryce is on the field but he he gets this image shirley's using the bathroom he'll get the spotty sense he's like oh shirley's in the bathroom you know what uh, i'll run this out. little button route got it made touchdown uh, baby <laughs> <laughs> uh speaking of touchdowns and east carolina success uh lost a legendary announcer last night eskridge ron franklin passed away ron franklin my i i think of like late night sec football when i hear franklin's voice but he did everything uh including a couple of east carolina's biggest moments of all time calling those games on espn and one of those of course is the peach bowl uh, what did you label that as? Because I can't find it. <laughs> oh boy! Hmm. 
Are oh, wait, 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 wait. Shirley give me, give me. No, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. Because it was, you saved it in a different folder somehow. No, nah, it's in the phone. They're no, just old files. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Give me just a second. Which one do you want? Uh, let me First. get Luke Fisher. All right. Give me a second here. Mm. I'm almost there. Ron Franklin called the Peach Bowl. The tight end. Luke Fisher. Luke Fisher, was the tight end. 80, bro? I think he's ah. number eight. I'm going to say, say Luke Fisher's number 80. Okay. He I got, was in the 90s, wasn't he? All right. I got that one. Hold on. No. Luke Fisher is 80. Now we can't get a look at his jersey. I thought he was in the 90s. Old Pirate fans, help me out. What number is Luke Fisher? We can't get a shot of his uh, his jersey here. Let's see. Is that him? Or is yeah. That, that's him? Yeah. That one? They're both him. Uh, getting a text, Luke Fisher is 91. Whoa. Way to go, Chan Man. I was thinking uh, there was a Richards that was a tight end that was in the 90s. but And then uh, Sonhalter was also 91, right? Jay Sonhalter. 91 is an eligible. Okay, I have the number? I have the oh, clips okay. ready. Clip. Well, now we're we're not really stalling. We're just looking. Okay, How about that picture of Jay Sonhalter with the glasses looks like Luke Fisher? That is weird. That is very weird. That is weird. Well, <laughs> Jay Sonny Sonhalter also rocking the 91. Was he a tight end? Yes. Tight end H-back. Right. You still, do, does people still have time to uh, put their number in for the raffle? Um, You have like three seconds. All right. Put 91 in. Uh, well, Kenny has already said 91 to help us out with the number. His guest for the raffle today was Slim 80. Though, there we go. In I honor like of Bryce Williams. Thank you. All right, let's hear it. Peach Bowl. Uh, Fisher will score. 40. Left of the ball game. back in uh, in him i think you're right <laughs> good heavens what a comeback 132 left in the game and east carolina trying to make it a three-point lead legendary voice good heavens he what a comeback it. oh you got to hold another 10 seconds and listen to the roar North carolina state just it, a moment yeah, ago county led by 17 points like a and a half. Wow. i believe has been their theme all uh, year Another thing he did there, veteran broadcaster, let the crowd do the talking too. He called the play, and then it was just crowd noise. Yeah, which is a it tells the story to itself. Yeah, I mean, it kind of wow. tells the story of that amazing comeback that the Pirates pulled off uh, over thirty years ago, and it was three simple words, but yet so legend so legendary. And also, he called the Conference USA Championship victory here in Greenville, North Carolina as East Carolina knocked off Case Keenum and Houston mm. and uh, had the call of the final defensive stop that the Pirates got that day. Crowd coming to life, trying to help out the home folks here. Pirates trying to be the first team in this conference to win back-to-back. 
Conference USA titles. And right now, Houston, down six, has got 50 seconds left in the ballgame. Looking, going to go long for the end zone, and the ball is bounced and intercepted. Eskridge. 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 And I was there. I was there. Yeah. The I was up in the press box. And I don't think I knew that was Ron Franklin uh, on the call. I was at the game. so And, of course, we recorded the game. We would go back home mm. and watch it as a family. Of course, a game like that. Um, but, yeah, that was cool. My dad was at the Peach Bowl, um, and he called that game. We were at the CUSA Championship in 09. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, rest in peace, Ron Franklin, legendary announcer there. All right, uh, Bryce, let's get to our uh, our giveaway today. We did the same thing we did last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We, we got a raffle going. So I got my random number sequence here. I've got all our, our entries, Steve, Jonathan, Kevin, Josh, John, Scott, Corey, Kevin C., Chad, Sim, Susan, Kenny. And I'm going to hit this. Uh, I'm going to hit it three times. Three times. All right. And, Bryce, you read the top number once I hit it the third time. There's one. There is two, two. And then our final final shuffle it here is. with the random number generator. Our winner is... Uh, let's see. Number 97. Oh, my goodness gracious. Who? Number 97 means... Sim tried to price his right Chad, and he went in the wrong direction because with the number 82, our winner today is Chad Moore. Chad Moore! Do you believe in miracles? Chad Moore with his first win since what? November at least? Maybe October? Yeah. Wow. Chad is in. Chad's listening. He might be able to kind of date us back to the last time he won anything chad if you're listening call in 317 yes i need some additional information from you yeah mr chad. and i want to get you on the air because his uh titans he's a titans fan playing this weekend mm. so chad if you are tuned in uh give us a call having if a not. titans funeral in here oh that wasn't nice mm. you're calling the shot already that was well nice. i'll call our shot when we make our picks later in the week i guess uh cj six and oh on his wild card picks oh, last that week. means you nice. guys have to listen to me he's feeling froggy <laughs> and uh his steelers oh the steelers all right lost. anyway yeah <laughs> suddenly we're not feeling froggy anymore <laughs> all right um bryce last night uh ucf stole one from east carolina you could call it a burgly a burger a burgly a burgly a burgly a burgly a a burglary. A burglary. <laughs> uh, and I bring that up because B pays. And this made me want to fist fight somebody. A, because I wish I'd have thought of it first, but it made me angry. B pays said this was the second time oh. East Carolina went into victory formation against UCF and lost. Oh, oh God. That, hit, that hits a little close to home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't fight me, Bryce. Dang. I, yeah. That's, dang, that's a big dang. <sighs> he hit he hit a man when he's <laughs> he did he did Jeez. and it was the football equivalent of that happening last night mm. with east carolina having such a big lead and you want to use the clock as your friend yeah. so so they they didn't rush things they did the opposite of it by letting it bleed down and we talked about it earlier not getting good shots but bryce um and man i, I didn't even bring this up but no. you experienced something like I this know, before it was tough what is, I mean, what is – you've got – as a player, you are trained to think it's never over till it's over. Right. Oh, but yeah. it, but that particular game, that's a Thursday nighter, right, against UCF. Mm-hmm. Senior day, the script was written. Carden hit Hardy for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. 
like to come back and and win the game quote unquote but then it slips away like are you just in disbelief after that happens like what's that feeling yeah, like it's on the field? like it's like you just can't stop the bleeding um and I, of course i remember i was on the sideline when they were kind of doing the bleed the clock thing and i was i don't know i guess i was like oh yeah sure we got this you know okay run this and then like i'm trying to remember like all the details but i remember like the first few players were like Okay, that didn't that didn't take much time off the clock there. Uh, <laughs> so, what's your thoughts? Is that ball's just airborne? And how long well, did that ball? I mean, when in it was in the air, I was just like, oh, you know, we got this, we yeah. got this. All right, we'll bat it down. And then when he cut it, you're just like, he just kind of got behind the, <laughs> like your soul yeah. just leave your body. You're like, oh man, that really sucks. It was, so uh, it, yeah, that was that was an odd. That was just weird to. Cause you're like, oh, but we're gonna win this. It's all be good. And then, of course, everybody was mad. It just was. It wasn't a good little atmosphere at all. Some mm. people were, like I said, mad. Others were just, like, are you kidding me? And I was more the, are you kidding me kind of guy. Like, did this happen? Like, like, I, I mean, this. what are the? Because what's the probability of a hell mary like that? You know, getting caught. Um, and it happened on us. See, that was definitely a big bummer. Because it would have been nice to. Because that would have been. Uh, that would have put us as conference champs, right? No, no I think that no, was out of the picture. It, it would have got you in a better bowl game. You would have gone what eight mm-hmm. and four on the nine year, or th- nine and three, nine and three, nine, nine and three, three, a nine win season. Yeah, so that'd have been cool. It's just it, it goes to show, like teams when they take the foot off the gas and start doing. You're not used to doing things like that. Yeah, you know, no. you're used to going full 100. Mm-hmm. percent When you switch up and have a lead, you always hear like it's tough to play with a lead like that. And yeah. Nice. It is weird. Like I mean, you almost do seem like if the the team's mindset, even like subconsciously, thinks, "Oh yeah, we got this." And you're still playing, obviously hard. Yeah. But it must be like a like just a kind of a curse thing. Like if you just start to like kind of relax. Yeah. Or at least have the mindset. Uh, it does tend to uh, bite you in the butt a little bit. All right, we do have Chad Moore, our winner today on the Pirate Radio Live Line. What's up, Chad? Hey, what's going on, man? Congratulations yes, on your uh, your victory. Your 82 is a winner today. This is your first win on Pirate Radio since when, Chad? Um, I think that actually, like, towards the end of October. All right. It's been a while. Wow. Been a while. Been a while. So, uh, yeah, you get in today with your number. You get the shrimp taco. Now, last night we saw how momentum works. It can work for you or against you. Do you think this is the, the spark you need for a big 2022 here at Pirate Radio? I think so. I, I, th- I think so because, uh, you know, I actually won something else from a different thing uh, yesterday. Um, you know those those chips they were, they were making from field turf. Oh yeah. I was doing. Yeah. So I, I've won a bag of, of the Titans chips. <laughs> Are you going to Wendy? Do, do you have them? Or are they going to ship them to you? I guess. Uh, they're going to ship them. They said like four to six weeks. Oh no! You know it's going to be sad, CJ. Is he's gonna uh, get over his playoff loss, and right about the time he's over it, those uh, that bag of Tennessee Titans chips are gonna be sent to him. That's gonna be mm. tough, Chad. Oh man! Or after you win a Super Bowl, those chips oh, come what? in the mail, and you can deliver them. Right. You can uh, enjoy them. Did I did I see you win something with Bud Light too? Like not Bud Light with us, but something separate. Yeah, I'll, I'll koozie that's supposed to be here in like a week. Chad's a professional contest winner, just not with Pirate Radio. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, Retweet uh, something instead of having to call in. 
<laughs> well, Chad, you got your W today. How do you feel about uh, Titans and Bengals coming up this weekend? I, good. If we can control the ball, if we can run the ball and we control the clock, we're good. If we can keep their offense off the field because that offense can score, you know, just like that. Um, that offense is scary. But if we can control the clock with King Henry coming back uh, and our other running backs that we've got, that I think that we, we have a really good chance. Do you like it that, and it's kind of always been this way, you're a bit sensitive, but I think for good reason. We have kind of poo-pooed the Titans over the years, and even though they're the one seed, they are still on the back burner because everybody is paying attention to Bill's Chiefs and the winner of that game going to the Super Bowl. So it's not a new role for your team, but do you like being uh, the disrespected team? Oh, yeah. like That keeps that chip on our shoulder. Um, And you can tell the players – they like to have that chip on their shoulder, and, and they're going to play that way. And I guarantee you before the game that – because right now I think we're favored by like three and a half. Before the game, we'll end up being the underdog. <laughs> I, I just have that feeling that it's going to – something's going to happen and it's going to change from that three and a half to where the Bengals are favored. All right. Well, I'll take King Henry and the Titans. Because Chad's been winning lately. You need to ride the hot hand. He's got the momentum. So let's go with the Titans this weekend. CJ, why do you hate the Titans? What do you care? I don't hate the Titans. Oh, you're just crapping on Chad? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Okay. That's fair. All right, Chad. Well, uh, congratulations, man. Way to get back to your winning ways. I appreciate it, y'all. All right. The King has returned, and Chad Moore has returned. <laughs> uh, loyal, winner once more. Loyal Pirate Radio listeners uh, been on a run of bad luck, but gets a win today in a big way here on Pirate Radio. All right, uh, Bryce, Jimmy G, your pick to be your quarterback. Mm -hmm. I asked you last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let the Cowboys kind of get back in the game with an interception last week, but his team wins, and they move on, and now they go face Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau. Mm. Niners, uh, Packers on the other side in the NFC. It's a team you were a part of, Rams, taking on the Bucks. Mm -hmm. So how about the QBs left, Brady? And Stafford, Stafford hasn't had a ton of playoff success. And then you got Rodgers and Garoppolo. What do you think about those matchups in the NFC? Uh, pretty excited about them. I did watch the whole, uh, well, yeah, most of it or dang near all of the Cowboys-San Fran game because it was pretty close and quite interesting. Um, but I think, obviously, for San Fran and Green Bay, that'll be neat to actually watch uh, some of that. A problem. Ben Kurtz with Green Bay, though. Yeah, that's mm, true. But Garoppolo's a good dude. I don't know much. You know, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I don't have to choose a winner. Now. I like how you go by like who you like the most personally. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to pick a game. Uh, did you like the Rams organization while you were there? I did. Coach Coach Fisher's organization. Oh, yeah. Him and I were he hunted, so hunted and fished. So him and I had a good relationship, and it was fun to talk to him. So you're taking the Rams over the Bucks then? Mm. Oh, know. Brady Gronk. If it was, yeah, Dang, you have Gronk. all the connections. I know. Yeah. You have all the playoff. I know. Everybody's uh, tugging at your heartstrings here. I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool. I mean, it's obviously not the original Rams staff. Yeah. Um Obviously, McVeigh kind of. Cut that! Cut that! <laughs> will you be able to watch the games, or will you be? Will this be a part of your hunting time? Um, no, I should be able to watch them if they're evening, evening, and things like that. Um, I don't. know. I think I might. Mm, I you know. I wouldn't mind seeing the 
You had to know I was going to bring this up today, Bryce. I know. I mean, <laughs> and you put no um, forethought into mm, it. I don't know. It's part of me. Uh, I know Higby. <laughs> you know, I just got to make a guess. I guess, you know, Rams. It'd be cool to see them. All right. Rams, and uh, we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go uh, Green Bay. All right. I think because of Ben Kurt. I like Kurt wasn't there, I'd go Jimmy G. So, and uh, then you got L.A. at Lambeau. That'll be interesting in a really cold game probably next week. And the, Ram- say the Rams is your uh, Clip Brock's team. Well, I, I, I kind of rode them all year long. Uh, my team is the Washington right, football team. Yeah, I was like, team. wait a second. But uh, Rams are kind of my playoff choice. They have a future yeah. on them to win. So they are, they I mean, well, it also start, It kind of dates back to the offseason. I wanted Stafford. He really wanted Stafford in yeah. Washington. Mm-hmm. He goes to L.A. Yeah. and is having one of, the, you know, one of if not the best year yeah. of his career. So. And as I was saying with Chad, no disrespect to the Titans, but Chiefs-Bills is one of the best divisional round games I can remember in a long time. Bills. Definitely going Bills. Yeah, because well, uh, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, I had to work out with him. He was a cool guy, and uh, and uh, um, Chiefs. I mean, they're just tired of seeing. And what a potential right. revenge game Bills. this is for the Bills and Stephon Diggs because last year the Bills were defeated in Arrowhead, and there's a video of Stephon Diggs sitting there watching uh, the celebration and the ceremony for the AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. So. Uh, a potential revenge game for them. Yeah, classic uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Needed all these times. We'll have the games for you right here on Pirate Radio. Bryce, uh, did you watch any of the Manning cast the other night? So because you did, uh, right? You know, say, hey, look, check it out. Someone, I did take the time and watch. I think I only watched until halftime because it was me like, too. It was only because it was a blowout. <laughs> yeah, and it was getting late, and I was yeah. like, eh. But it is actually very cool. Um, see how they break down the game as they're talking you know as the game's going on so that was really neat to see see that and then you get the guys coming on uh the guests <laughs> the the rock rock. and larry fitzgerald yeah, larry, the, the rock other. and larry fitzgerald so that was cool to um you know see that and obviously that was the first time i've even paid attention to it so well it that's great cool. because did you hear peyton manning drop the s-ball <laughs> he did Wait, cuss did the I other feel night like i hear that was that first half yeah it was uh i feel like i did um it was after a touchdown. They came back from break, and they said, and Peyton's going to break this down right here. Eli said that. I can't hear S. And then Peyton Manning said, I can't hear bleep. And uh, Eli said, never mind, and uh, they moved on. So, Wait, uh, yeah, Can you not say that on TV? I don't really know the rules anymore. I feel like maybe since it's on cable, you can drop one or something. I don't know. You're not, supp- you're supp- not supposed well, to. Well, guess what? This isn't the first rodeo this year for the Manning cast because earlier this year you had Eli Manning doing the double bird. Oh, yeah. That's so, right. And really? then, you, then you had this flub. And you had Bryce Williams cussing on Pirate Radio. I know. Exactly. <laughs> what a year. <laughs> what a year it's been. <laughs> what a year. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Um, we got to go Pirate Radio Outdoors. How about some snow hunting in the next couple of days? I know. I, I need to try and figure that out. I was supposed to go tomorrow morning, but I think that's going to get nipped in the butt or just not work out. But hopefully something like Friday, something. All right. I'm going to try and do it. Even go if Yeti it's hunting? squirrel hunting. <laughs> we'll go Yeti hunting. Pirate Radio Outdoors. Also, I have a list from... Uh, oh, group animals groups of animals names so we'll do a uh, quiz we'll ask all of you if you can uh i'll name the 
the group name and you tell me the what animal. Okay, that'll be easier. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I was like, is this multiple choice? Because yeah. I'm not gonna be able to take it off the top of the head. This is we talked about doing this like three months ago, so I, we finally <laughs> remembered here. Better late than never. All right, we'll do that and more for you on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss the show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. I just said before we came on, I was going to make uh, everybody here play a game. And Shirley said, as long as it's, if it's not guess the line, I will participate. Hmm. Which reminded me that ECU women play i'm not i'm not guessing it and i'm not gonna I'm do it because to... i don't like to play games i suck at well bad news i can't find the line anyway okay good dang it because i was gonna try to take a shot at it what time is that game shirley six o'clock huh okay yeah i don't see it up here who do they play temple thank you the lady owls yes the lady owls who who did who? you say they play who wow who? yeah sorry uh, i don't see a line shirley so you're in luck we're not gonna play yes okay but we are going to play and i'm gonna take this as gospel i'm on yourdictionary.com. guess the animal this is a list of of names for groups of animals oh boy i don't know how this discussion came about bryce because it was so long ago yeah but we said you know we should uh look some of these up in the future uh because they got some weird names so what i'm gonna do so we're going to go shirley and cj as a team what's your uh, team name the winners studio a oh <laughs> <laughs> the winners of studio a all right okay and what is uh y'all's team name fat 80 <laughs> <laughs> okay fat I'll 80 i like it <laughs> so what i'm gonna do i'm going to name the the group word and you tell me what animal fits in so it, for example if we did a murder the answer would be crows correct yeah. so that's a little tune-up wow a murder of crows okay all right um the winners of studio a your first one is a parade a parade a parade are you looking at them do we get multiple choice penguins a parade of penguins. I like it. Is that your final answer? Mm. I'm get it's a total guess. You That's know? fine. And okay. you are allowed to deliberate with your uh your teammates. Yeah. Um that is incorrect. A parade mm. Dang it. What would you guys uh, like to go with? Dying. You thinking in nah, not insects. Dang. Marsupials. <laughs> marsupials? Wow. Oh man. You went with the word marsupials. Uh, We're in trouble, parade, Shirley. A parade of uh a plethora. <laughs> a parade yeah. of ants. Well, hey, you know what? We'll give it a shot. 
Uh, ants. Could be. Y'all both could be correct. The answer I'm looking for is a parade of elephants. Oh, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which you can see, yeah, at, a, I can wait, see it at a circus, not a parade. <laughs> I guess there's been elephants <laughs> at a parade. Maybe. A <laughs> uh, circus. Okay. Uh, I will give you a clue on this one. This one is in the bird family. We'll start with there you guys go, this works. time. This is in the bird family. A cast of blanks. What type of animal in the bird family is a cast of blank? Mm. Cast of... I mean, I don't know. Let's go uh, something off the wall. What are you thinking? And we'll like a like a maybe doves? No, <laughs> no, that's uh, I already know that one. My favorite part is the deliberation. We're gonna go uh, fl- <laughs> flamingos. Oh, okay. A flamingos. A, a cast of flamingos. All right. Final answer. The no dove. Yeah. yeah Bryce, a group of flamingos is called a stand. I've just learned a second ago. Hmm. That is incorrect. All right, CJ and Shirley, what do you got? What was the first thing you said? I like that one. I... Oh, ostrich? Yeah, let's go with ostriches. How do you say plural? Is it ostriches? Or uh, o- I don't know. Ostr- I, that's a good question. Ostrichi? <laughs> How do well, you... Because he's ostriches, emus? Because he's asking, that must be wrong. In this particular cast, I'm looking for Matt Ryan... Uh, 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 a cast falcons. of falcons. Dang. I would that that is such a broad term. Yeah. I know. All in right. the bird category. This, you know how many birds there bird, are? I tell you what, great. this might be the worst game show ever. <laughs> but the Nuh-uh. host is doing great. Uh-uh. Guess the line is the worst game show ever. I like all right. that game show. Uh, all right, I'm going to start adding more clues. Mm, okay. Pretty okay. Um, this one is alliterative, and the group is called a leap. A leap of alliterative. So a leap. Let's lions. start with the clue for alliterative. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Uh, an alliterative nickname for you would be Big Bryce or Bad Bryce or Big Bad Bryce or okay, alliterative. Baldy Bryce. Alliterative. A leap of. Are they leap more than leap, leap, well, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Uh, yeah, 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 they no, leap. no, you're right. You're yeah, right. because they're off a cliff. Yeah. Well, well, geez. Oh. A leap of suicide divers? <laughs> no, a leap of <laughs> lemurs. <laughs> no. Dang. <laughs> this is great, though. Shirley, a group of lemurs is called a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was just thinking a so leap. Close. I was like, you know, lemurs do. All right. a- am a I right? Lemurs, lemurs jump off of cliffs? Literal, uh, I feel like I've heard this term before, a leap but maybe of, I'm wrong. A leap of... Can you ask us what a murder little. is so we can get that one? <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be like an adjective along with the animal name? Is that what I'm saying? No, it's just the same letter. Same letter. <gasps> oh, Le- uh, gotcha. L. That's a why leap. I said lemurs. Game is going to be first to uh, one. Li- first one to one wins. Did I mention that? Uh, a leap. Uh, oh. Well, we can uh, get We'll give that a shot. Whispering like I can. A leap of lizards is incorrect. I'm looking for a leap of leopards. Uh, what? Is that I not did- a thing? Is that in a song or something? A leap of leopards? No. I don't remember. That was no, my high leopard. school mascot. All right. Leopards. Mm. We'll go like two more rounds of this. <clears throat> Please. Lord. Uh, <laughs> there is a clue in the word I'm going to give you. A tower. So this is a tower. A tower, it's a tower is a, a tall building, a tall structure. Giraffes? Mm-hmm. A tall, this is not your 
You, you can deliberate, but it is their question. I, a tower of. Oh, we're up. You're I mean, up. I like giraffes. I like the help from Studio B over there. Yeah. I mean, that's Saint. That's the only tall. Long tall. necks. They're very tall. Yeah, yeah they're pretty short. Animal in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like two uh, feet tall. I'll go with Tower of Giraffes. Show me Tower of Giraffes. God, Correct. Yes. I am going to punch you. <laughs> I told you to wait. I told you to wait till I turn the mic Somebody off while we this, deliberate. Somebody fix this mic button so it goes off May. the first time we click it. This is a great me thing. Me and Taylor did a high five, and I pounded. His yeah, that was ugly, guys. Y'all got to take away a point up. for that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got one team fighting, one team doing awkward fives, and this I'm just disaster. loving every minute of it. All right. Um, there is another clue in the hint here. That didn't make sense. Another clue in the word, a hint in the word I'm going to give you. A bloat of. I know what this I is. I okay, know. she's got it. I know it. Hippos. Show me hippos. Ding, 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 ding. I knew it was it. I know. I was like, yep, hippos. I We're know back. that because that was the one that Corey Glore said and I nearly drove off the road oh, laughing hysterically. That's probably what started this conversation. Wow. Sorry I asked that. By the way, <laughs> on this, it says the plural, plural form of hippopotamuses is, is hippopotami. Hippopotami. No, we say hippopotamuses. Um, I wonder if anybody got that for Christmas this year. Yeah. Hippopotamus. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. All right, I'm going to go back to you guys and say, well, this one, okay, this has a clue in it as well. What is a a, a group? The group name is a stench of. Mm. Oh, I feel like, I mean. got to be skunk? I, I would think. it got to be a skunk? I mean, that's one that stinks. Skunk, skunk guy? <laughs> Did you just say skunk guy? What is that? Um, plural of stench of skunk. Hey, there's plenty of animals that stink. stink. Are we up or are y'all? Yeah, y'all are up. A stench oh. of stink bugs? What do you think? A stench of I Overthink it. Stench I mean, of, what about stench of skunks? You want I to mean, that sounds answer? pretty good. All right. Show me skunk. Ding, 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 ding. That is correct. Nice. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you all one more that that you can get, and then we're gonna go into sudden death overtime. Uh-uh. Uh, this one is alliterative. Okay. A oh. zeal of blank. A zeal of blank. That's screaming zebras. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd have to go with. I don't know any other animal to start <laughs> with. I'm gonna go yeah. with zebra. Show me zebra. That is correct. Oh, all right, we're tied. We're heading we're in into there. overtime. Sudden oh, death, man. baby. All right, first team that says it gets a win. Uh-oh. Got oh, it. come on. Okay. All right. Awesome. So you can just yell them out. Oh. This is a cool one. This is a crash. Wait, wait, wait. Now, do, does it have to be Crabs the first cor- like the first answer, or can we repeatedly guess? You until- can repeatedly guess. Okay. okay. Starting a- now. A crash of crabs. crabs. Oh, it's all right. Keep saying it. Uh, oh, 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 a crash, a crash of... of uh, Frogs. Uh, a crash oh, of rhinos. Rhinos. Rhinoceros is correct. Wow. Oh, my God. Uh, I was like, what category? At least you gave me bird last time. You, you just said guess. a crash. I was thinking. 
A Man. crash of rhinos. A crash of rhinos. I didn't crash. Oh and that God. is how you play. Name that animal when I give you the group name of said animals. Where's Corey Glory? I, I feel like him. this is the time where we tell all our listeners this is not how trivia at AJ McMurphy's goes. <laughs> <laughs> now coming up. Well, and then again, it kind of is. Teams get mad at each other. There's a lot of fights. The uh, People are yelling at the it's host. It's just as hard. It actually is a lot like uh, sports trivia at AJ's. And it's hard. Now That's, coming up, Mama's Oh, wait, family. wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only thing that's that's left that you know I would compare it to as far as AJ's is is when somebody yells out, "Clip, you suck!" <laughs> that uh, I hear happens. quite a bit. I know that's what I'm saying. Quite that was bit. the only thing that was missing from that. Yeah. All right, uh, there's still a long list. So good news, we can play this again at some oh, point. Oh God, yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of animals in the world. There, that is that true. was brutal. Uh, yeah, so thank y'all for participating. Y'all uh, will all have parting gifts on the way out, <laughs> courtesy of Troy and Jonathan. No, uh, it's called a one-finger salute on the way out the door. Let's take Jonas a break. Number one. When we return, <laughs> we'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors. How about some uh, some snow hunting? What do you know? What I know. What can you hunt when the snow? conditions are are like they could be the next few days? What does that mean for Bryce and fellow hunters? You never know. We'll talk about that and uh, more when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Take a look at your stock market report for today. It was another down day. The Dow was down 339 points at 35,028. NASDAQ slipped 166 points at 14,340 and the S&P dropped 44 at 4,532. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty, time to drift outside the Pirate Radio studios and go Pirate Radio outdoors with Bryce Williams. Find out what he's been up to on the water or in the woods since we last spoke with them so before we get to the impending weather bryce and the future let's t- let's look back this week anything of note happened mm. to you in the hunting and fishing well, realm i did get the opportunity to get outdoors which is always great um i was able to go duck hunting twice unfortunately it was not favorable weather for duck hunting why is that because ideally you want, you know, you want more wind. You want it to be wind. You will pretty much want it to be the opposite of fishing hmm. weather. Okay. And uh, I had fishing weather for uh, both times I went. We saw several birds on Thursday, uh, but none of them wanted to land. They, were, I guess, had other locations they uh, wanted to play in uh, other than ours. And uh, so but I did see a bunch of those. My buddy did shoot a wood duck. Um and I think we were to get some shots off, but they were flying high. They just—it's like they knew we were in the water mm. because they would fly right behind us over the trees instead of out in front of the swamp. Ah. And uh, I was getting a little—my finger was itching because I was about to get, be on the sky blasting team, which is pretty much—you just shoot the birds when they're about tree height, 
you know, I mean, you can shoot them, if, you know, depending on how about shoot them any higher in tree height. But um, that's, so that's interesting because I just assume you're you're up in the air aiming and shooting. So what's the ideal spot they're in when you shoot? Them? I mean, ideally, you want them coming right into the decoys. I mean, I mean, they could be the foot off the water, okay. just right there, just trying to land. And then I, I mean, that's the most ideal situation. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't happened to me too many times. I'm normally shooting on the fly or I resort to sky blast. I don't do that first sky thing. blast. Uh, don't do that first thing just because you know I, I do you want to you know the best opportunity um, at a good shot but when you've seen a bunch fly over and you're rising there and I coming in as soon as you get one that you know would be in range you, I mean you gotta fire your gun All right. when it's, does that season end? the end of this month so I'm trying to at least get one decent good duck hunt in before obviously the end of the season then i'll probably revert back to my fishing and stuff so. now how fast are they are they are you leading them like a quarterback would or are they oh pretty? yeah uh well if they're coming right in you don't really have to lead them but yeah. i mean those like what any duck really will haul, haul butt i mean they are fast um so you gotta lead them um like quite that. a bit especially i mean if they're coming straight on it all depends yeah. on where they're coming coming straight on you don't necessarily right. you pretty much put it on them going away things like that but uh since thursday was you know a good time and nice to be out in the swamp and then i went on saturday and i was able to shoot a merganser that was uh it was actually we were sitting there chatting sure enough they come right i mean from here to ellerby's office just whew, and then i threw my gun up and made a good shot of him leaving i mean it was a far shot um but it, it was a drake um, so what is that? Merganser. What's the word you said? Merganser. Merganser. Yeah, just a uh, hooded merganser. While he's looking that up, oh, have okay. you shot cancer? There it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're cool birds. They're, That's a uh, cool looking bird. Yeah. You shot that man. That thing's pretty. Ah, uh, they are pretty. Man. Yeah. It's a shame. But uh, so I'm waiting on to get a good another good duck hunt in maybe this weekend or something. Do you eat uh, duck? Yes. What do you do? Uh, with it? You have your puddle ducks and you have your divers. That would be considered divers. They, you know fish and stuff and they taste yeah you don't really eat them you're kind of more just a uh management thing for those um ah, but gotcha. your puddle ducks like say a wood duck for instance is a puddle duck and duck is really good i mean you literally can once you you know cut the breast out breast meat out of them um <laughs> fry them on a um skillet with some butter i mean it is their wood ducks are my i mean one of my favorites i mean mm. you can see how pretty they are yeah um but yeah, duck. I mean, I really enjoy duck. I mean, it's very good. Have you killed a banded duck this year? And can you explain what a banded duck is? I unfortunately have not. Um, like I said, my duck hunting ventures typically have not been just outrageously. I mean, I've been able to shoot, you know, shoot birds and stuff, but I've not shot a banded bird yet. That would be, it's a pretty much, you know, when you're, I guess the, your, your resource off, your resource people, um, you know, do, um, so like migratory you know research mm. and things like that um i guess your biologists i guess would be people who do it but they ban these birds i mean and there's a number on there and oh you gotta them. report it yeah like you can report it actually you got think you get money for maybe that's fishing but um uh you get it you know you call that number i mean we've had i've been with a buddy who killed uh a canadian goose and it actually did come from canada i think it was hmm. um so yeah it's kind of a nice cool thing you know to <clears throat> shoot something that's been banded you see where it's been and where it came from and things like that so um it's pretty neat but hopefully like i said i can 
At least just get me some birds. It's kind of like finding the golden ticket. Yeah, it's a big deal. Great you're analogy. You're, you're trying to find the silver band. Yeah, yeah. If you can uh, shoot something banded, it, it's, it is really cool. All right, briefly, we're running out of time here, Bryce, but what about conditions, snowy conditions? Is that better or worse uh, as far yeah, as hunting goes? Yeah, I think it's a pretty good. Like, for duck hunting, I think we, you know, it's pretty good. They, like, for some reason, they like nasty weather. I guess it gets, it gets them up, you know, looking for places to land and things like that. Um, snowy conditions are good. Um you know, for that, I mean, deer season is obviously out of season. But heck, I'm, if I don't go duck hunt, I make it as desperate to walk in, uh, walk some land, and maybe squirrel hunt or something. You know, shoot squirrel, eat. But it's, it's squirrel's good too. So, um, how do you prepare that? Uh, you can you know, obviously like debone it, um, like the meat off the debone it, uh, put it in stews, or just squirrel yeah. it whole and then break it apart. I mean, it's good meat. I mean, it really is. Um, squirrel taco. You could do it. Sounds pretty good. You could do it. Um, and by good, I mean bad. But Bryce <laughs> says it's good, so yeah. I'm trusting. So I'm, uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be trying to find somewhere to be in the woods or the water for sure. All right, sounds good. Let's uh, take a time out. We'll wrap up Pirate Radio Live when we return on this Wednesday. I'm back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. I forget every time, Charlie. Welcome back into Pirate Radio Live, wrapping it up here on a Wednesday. We got through it. This was a difficult show. It was. What happened last night, but we're able to soldier through, and I feel better now than I did three hours ago. I have to agree with you, Clip Rock, and I'm actually ready for Saturday. It'll be a tough test for the Pirates going no, to Houston. I'm not ready for that. But uh, we just got to keep pushing through. Bryce, thanks for joining us, bud. Thank y'all for having me. Have a good rest of your week. Y'all as well. And bring back plenty of stories for us coming up next week. I'll see what I can do. Shirley, CJ, Chandler, we'll see you fine folks coming up Thursday, 3 o'clock. We'll talk to a couple of former Pirate basketball players uh, back from the late 80s. Reed Los will join us on the show. And uh, we'll talk about what he's up to, talk some Pirate hoops. And also, Akeem Richmond, the hero from the CIT Championship, will join us on the program Thursday as well. That and a lot more will be on the way Thursday at 3 o'clock. We'll see you then on Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.